0: Hey boomers uh, this is going to be episode 119 in just a moment just wanted to pop in to say that there is always a final straw before you replace a microphone cable this episode was mine please excuse the hiss hey boomers it's our first proper christmas since robotnik was overturned and all through the podcast nothing is stirring Except for your fortnightly lens back into the 90s via the world of Sega Super Comic. Sonic the Comic and the Humans Who Think We're in Charge. I'm Dave Bulmer. My name is Chris McFeely and we are here with the Christmas issue for
1: 1997, Yay! baby, it's Sonic the Comic, is issue Christmas. number one hundred and nineteen <laughs> released on the seventeenth of December, one week before the big day. Cover Ooh. dated December
0: thirtieth. Oh, the big day. Are we really there? Gosh. Soon be Christmas yeah very soon yeah and you know what we could do we could go to sega world couldn't we because here is free inside it says in the banner two sega world entry vouchers how exciting no
1: there's more to talk about there i think we'll save it until we get inside
0: okay (laughs) you looked it up did you
1: I well, I remembered it from our previous discussion of Sega World, but it's like it's not even the only thing in this issue that speaks to it. So, so hold on to your socks for that one. <laughs> also inside, we'll find four crisp, like a crisp winter, like, like crisp deep winter's in crisp, 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 crisp and even crisp and even for crisp new stories,
0: crispness, <laughs> crispness, like a bird's crisp. Unusually, it doesn't immediately tell you what those are. Uh, it goes straight. In, in fact, it doesn't tell you what they are. It goes no. into ta- plus tails pinup. There's Mm -hmm. an unpromising picture of it there. Sega Stars' Christmas Crisis.
1: (laughs) So the the cover is Mick McMahon drawn, coloured by John M. Burns, and it's Sonic with his bad wrong head head. running around Father Christmas, as seen in last year's Christmas issue. The very design we
0: remember Mm -hmm. from last year's brilliant
1: Christmas story. Yes, and Santa just being a little bit thrown off balance as Sonic whizzes around him. And it says, yeah, Sega Stars' Christmas Crisis. Which is intended to be like you know a description of the strip, but does read a bit <laughs> Freddy Starry at my hamster, doesn't it?
0: It reads kind of yeah. like
1: a tabloid headline.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Sega stars yeah.
1: Christmas crisis. Yeah. See page three for details. And jingle zone readers offerings. What a weird, like that's the that that is the graphic zone, but yeah. you wouldn't know from that <laughs> the jingle zone. Reader's Offerings. Offerings.
0: Yeah, like droppings.
1: Is it maybe supposed to be like how you leave a biscuit in for Santa? Well, you guys leave mince pie and sherry for Santa.
0: Oh, is that is that a cultural difference? Are we mince pies and sherry? Oh, yeah, we don't do that over here. That's not our thing. Your we, biscuits. We li-
1: well, no, I don't, um, what do we leave? I don't even know what we really leave over here. I think we sort of leave whatever. You know, I, I don't know if Ireland has something as as definitive as the way the UK has mince pies and sherry, or or America has milk and cookies. Yeah, I don't even really remember. I feel like, I feel like biscuits were what we left out.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: that sounds right. I remember leaving carrots for the reindeer. Ah, was... uh,
0: well, this is the thing. I mean, in our house, we didn't leave anything because, frankly, <gasps> well, because by the time we got to our house, it would be stuffed. Think of all the houses he's been to. He, his stomach. Like his magic sack,
1: <laughs> is bottomless and can contain right. all that is mm. left for mm. him. That is very uncount. I'm amazed you got any presents.
0: Well, presumably it was just a cash handover from my parents, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's obviously how it worked, yeah. Mm. They waited up for him. Yeah. Well, parents don't go to bed anyway. They have a bedroom. No,
1: that's what they just stay up all night. Yeah, they
0: don't go there. No, yeah. they have they've got Wogan on or something, you know. They're not yeah, yeah. they're not going to bed. And
1: then Santa shows up and he's got a little terminal and he's boop the card and yeah. he hands over the stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. And then they
0: put it out under the tree and mm. that for you. well, in, the, that's works, in, in right? those days they had to write a check, but these Oh days, yeah, he had one of those old <laughs> yeah. credit card machines, <laughs> you know.
1: All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, that's about it on the cover. Just, Just Survivor. Survivor. On the back cover, again, I don't think I don't have much to say about it, but it's there on the back cover. George, George, George George of the Jungle. jungle.
0: Don't know what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: this is it. This is an ad for the Brendan Fraser movie, George of the Jungle, which I felt a little surprised to see was as long ago as 1997.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. I would have said about 2002, something
1: like that. I wouldn't have gone that far, but it's a very 90s idea. (laughs) Uh, When was there last a film based on an old cartoon? The kids didn't know, but the parents absolutely did. So
0: this is the thing. I didn't watch this film because I was slightly too old for it. I have never seen or heard of outside talking about this film, the cartoon it's based on. I simply don't know what George of the Jungle is. I just don't know. I mean, I saw the film when I was younger. Uh Uh-huh. Couldn't
1: tell you anything about it. I know I've seen the cartoon a little, only as a result of it maybe having been shown on TV somewhere after the slightly increased cultural awareness of George of the Jungle following the existence
0: of the film. Following this film, Yeah, yeah. With the help of his friend, an ape named Ape. Really, is it? So, what is it? A Hanna Barbera? Because all cartoons were all old cartoons. I don't
1: think it was. I think it was. was it? a I think it was a J. Ward, one of the the guys who did Rocky and Bullwinkle.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah, because uh, this feels like a sort of. Oh, me too, about the Flintstones movie, doesn't it? Like, we can do that. bit. But, I mean, coming on the heels
1: a year after Casper, Mm. you know.
0: And I think this would still be before Rocky and Bullwinkle got their movie, but not long
1: before. So, yeah, films that are not made for children. I mean, they are, but, like, children don't know what those are.
0: Properties children didn't care about until they were told to by the marketing for this thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like if somebody came along and made a Silverhawks film, and yeah. Or indeed, Thundercats.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, they've tried. God love them (laughs) they've tried with Thundercats to make the children of the
0: 2000s care, but they just do not, do they? I suppose it's like when they made the Thunderbirds film, and it was way too late for anyone to enjoy. Yes, that's a pretty good...
1: When was the Thunderbirds film?
0: i don't, recently i don't know
1: <laughs> again again i'm gonna say we're at least in the single digits of the 2000s yeah 2004 that's right. still
0: a good 10 years
1: after it had been on tv after its revival yeah yeah but they did then go on to make another thunderbirds tv show oh. uh in the 2010s which was a success oh. no Had had multiple seasons oh really it was a big hit yeah Oh well i never yeah.
0: oh well done Congratulations to everybody involved. The occasional old thing can come back and do well. Apparently. Not George of the Jungle, unfortunately. Well, no. No. But I feel like this film was fairly well received. I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was. was. When I did talk to people who'd seen it, I seemed to remember them finding it funny.
1: 55% on Rotten Tomatoes it has, so Uh. take
0: from that what you will. Firmly mid, or at least a classic. (laughs) Uh, And that is at Cinemas Everywhere from December the 19th. The big hit. Of Christmas 97. God, look at that ape's face and how you can see everything about the way it's going to move in the film and how it's going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, that ape, as I recall, was voiced by um, John Cleese.
0: Oh, God, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do
1: with that what you will. Not the last time Mr. Cleese will come up in the course of this issue. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Control now. In the control zone, Megadroid says it's Christmas time once again. Somehow, it truly has come <laughs> round again. Yeah. I can't believe it. And let's face it, what would you rather do? Watch the Queen's speech or celebrate in style by reading STC's fab festive issue? As true today as it was then. <laughs> Absolutely. Even the humbug-humes who think they run STC are finding it hard not to get excited. There's four levels of tinsel-charged, complete stories Mm. to travel through. Then he runs through the uh, stories we can expect this issue, and ends by saying, I know you're itching to get started, but make sure you join me again next issue when I ring in the new year with a dazzling new look for STC. More on that in a moment. All will be revealed next issue, but meanwhile, to boomers everywhere... Hmm. have a fairy lightful Christmas and an
0: STC-filled 1998. Hmm, yes. It's so fairy much of a stretch lightful. that you're not entirely sure what they're going for. Is that, like, hmm. delightful? Or, is it, or are they just saying a fairy light-filled Christmas because it'll look nice? I yeah. Know. I mean, it's a step up from saying have a cool year, isn't it? it? I suppose they're trying something new. Well, it's no, it's at least a step sideways. Yes. It's a step down, but they're trying something. <laughs> it's different. That's what's important. It's different and uh, and it's upsetting in various ways firstly because it's going to be 1998 and that's too late and uh it is to be starting
1: to distress me
0: yeah uh secondly because it is in real life the end of 2023 and that has i'm not i'm simply not up for that that's i don't know why but I, this year in particular i'm like no no we've just got started on this one and because I do not like the look of this next bit, this this next box <laughs> does not bode well for me. Three
1: cheers for the new look new year. Yeah, we get a little tease here. The new year gets off to an explosive start as from issue 120, STC is given the complete MOT with a new look that's even funkier than Knuckles' dreads. So check out your favorite in a fortnight for an even
0: sleeker, slicker feel. Now that is all written in a new font that I don't know if it's part of the new look or not. But Oh, I don't know. I didn't even really think. I don't, I I don't not, really like like the it, normal
1: control zone font. Sure. It's
0: sort of alieny looking and blobby looking and it and it, uh, it doesn't play well with the printer against the black background.
1: I'm sure we have seen this font somewhere. Well,
0: before. yes, so we'll see if that's part of it or not. But then you have what is presumably the new logo. Yeah. They have a sort of banner that's just like a slot through which you can just peep little bits taken yeah. from about the comic here and there such as the letters SP and E obviously taken yeah, from Speed, speed Lines. lines yeah. Of just little glimpses of what the new design is going to look like across the comic and it's all whatever the first 3d package anyone ever invented was done on the computer as done we would have said back in the day on the computer yes but not very promisingly done
1: i will computer. see i don't know i mean
0: not uh, badly they're... done this is no, nothing against the skill level used just the actual software it's, it's not as good looking as if you just drew a logo is my opinion here well the logo itself is just
1: the current logo, yeah, but in of, 3D. Yeah, it's, that, the, that's the big, The change is yeah. it's not very different, but it is it is different. It's it's the same logo we've had since the last redesign. Yeah, but now it has 3D behind it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's on a slight angle, and it's got the Sonic from Sonic R coming out of it.
1: Now, I don't believe he is on the
0: logo right. regularly. I, be- I believe that's oh, okay.
1: just the cover of next issue, is that 3D Sonic.
0: It's kind of a surprise, because that is actually... Like, if they just run it like this, with that Sonic R Sonic, that would actually communicate who is in it. I'm surprised they didn't want to do that. We'll see. I don't think it'll be that big of a difference, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just fear change, generally. I feel like, even though
1: the, the design hasn't changed since the last big design change mm-hmm. the only place that the design is even evident outside of the cover is really the controls yeah.
0: and speed lines since not all else in the <laughs> since we don't yeah. have any other pages in
1: the comic anymore
0: so they must have had a hard time finding bits to cut out and put in this little strip wasn't they i mean it's
1: just the look of the control zone has already significantly changed this year anyway mm. since we've lost the charts, That's and right. they've had to st- yeah. stretch out the boxes and everything. Anyway, so I don't feel like another change is gonna rock me to my core no. to any great extent.
0: And indeed, they're so struggling for any examples of them having changed anything that one of them is the the little advertisement that they're doing it on recycled paper. <laughs> oh yes, it is, isn't it? Good lord,
1: <laughs> just tucked away in at the side there, as well as a little retraction apology. <laughs> Uh, Because apparently back on issue 116, the cover art was by Mick McMahon, but uh, they credit it on the little box as Nigel Dobbin. We didn't notice because we didn't Mm. obviously feel the need to look up the credits box because we could tell it was McMahon to look at it. Rest assured, the Hume responsible is having to blow into 100 and still counting (laughs) balloons for the office party festivities. And we've put a pin through all of them. (laughs) Black Christmas, written by Nigel Kitching, art by Richard Elson, with colours by Richard Guildford, and letters by Tom Frame. Evil Christmas elf, Vile Peter, is abducting the children of the Emerald Hill Zone out of their beds on Christmas Eve night, until Sonic catches him in the act. Before Sonic can actually clobber Peter though, Father Christmas himself appears and apprehends his rogue elf but Sonic thinks that Santa is really Robotnik in disguise and tries to attack him before realising his mistake. Luckily, Father Christmas finds the whole thing terribly amusing, and Sonic is relieved to know that his hasty actions haven't
0: left him without presents on Christmas morning. So this is a full-on Christmas special, which I don't think Nigel usually gives us. Has he ever done it? No, that's not usually Nigel's domain doing the Christmas ones. But it really kicks this issue off in a... This is a Christmas comic way. This right? is a
1: full on, all four stories yeah. in this issue are Christmas themed. We've never had that before. Oh, this wow. is the Christmas issue. And it does mean that all of them are quite airy, silly little mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But as compared to recent cases of that, it's Christmas, so it's fine. Yeah. This is allowed at
0: Christmas. Because when you're a kid, including when you're all of 15, like when it's Christmas, that is all you care about, right? Christmas, yeah. You're coming off school. It's Christmas. What else
1: is in your head? I mean, I do think back to two years ago whenever yeah. the Christmas issue was part of the return of Chaotix, and I feel like I probably cared about that more than about having a Christmas story.
0: Yeah. Okay, true, <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> generally speaking, I think we're obsessed with Christmas, so it's fine to have, and it's good to have. So, Vile Peter. Do you know about this? This is a thing. Vile Peter is a thing? Yes. While Peter is a thing, and it's hinted at here in the title, Black Christmas. So over in the... This is something... Because I have a past of doing Santa stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, wiggle he, wiggle he, smack into his bum. Soon as he's emerging, cast a on his mum. Oh. I used to do these jokey Santa fanfics for the internet. So I had to research all of this. Over in the Netherlands, right? Santa Oh, Claus. sure.
1: No, that. Yes. Okay. I, I, I was wondering if it was a reference to that, because I would have thought that... Well, Dave, tell the folks at home.
0: Santa Claus. Over in the Netherlands, Santa Claus has this assistant, Black Pete. Yes. Who is, looking into the history, he's basically Santa's poop-deck pappy in the sense that when it emerged that the world wanted a less violent Santa Claus, who punished children a bit less harshly, uh, that side of him was sort of split off to create this secondary character. And he's the one who hands out the lumps of coal to bad kids, or in the case of really bad kids, kidnaps them as he does in this issue, and takes them home to Spain. Now, the problem... Spain, that's where he's from. The problem with Black Pete is that he's performed in blackface. Yes. And is described as Santa Claus's servant. And so, over the last few years, they've been trying to come up with a way to phase that out. Uh, Here's one. Um, He just isn't. He's just a white guy. Well, this was my
1: ponderance mm. was if this was supposed to be because obviously I connected the name Peter with that and the title Black, Black Christmas. Christmas yeah. It does make me wonder if perhaps he was originally simply called Black yes. Peter in the script I and somewhere yeah. along the way like editorial stepped in and changed the name to Vile Peter.
0: Leading the vanguard of the uh, mm. cleaning up of that character yeah cuz
1: obviously they've chosen to represent him here as a straightforward elf with angry eyebrows yes caucasian skinned no blackface no blackface is what i'm trying to say yeah, here especially. but i don't want to have to say it but that's what i'm saying stc did not do blackface this time this time
0: <laughs> yes uh, but you don't see his ears which we have to assume are pointy so it's sure. like a human man has appeared in the comic. What do you think about that?
1: Um, uh, It's Christmas, so it's okay. Yes, <laughs> It's uh, Christmas. He's absolutely a magic thing. Definitely
0: magic. He's all hoods. He's, he's got such a hood that his hood trails off to a long, tapered point. So he really feels like a magical elf-type character. He's got a very big nose and chin. It's, you know, it's a Mr. Punch kind of a face.
1: Also, it Helps Megadroid said, an evil elf was stalking the Emerald Hill Zone in the control oh, zone. Oh, yeah. So I'm primed to accept
0: this and he's covered in keys and his jar that he steals children in so he's like he's he's, yes he's very magic coded (laughs) magic coded (laughs) right
1: he uh, knocks on the window of this little girl who's awake in her bed reading, surrounded by presents, and does a bit of the old child catcher stuff. Ooh, looking forward to Christmas, my dear. All those presents and good things. to I've got some bad news for you. And he uncorks his jar and the child is sucked inside the jar. Yeah. Along with... Other children who we see have been trapped in this one big jar.
0: The suck is very good by the way. It's when you're drawing someone getting sucked into something as I've discovered. That's the title. <laughs> We started early, but that's the title. <laughs> hey, oh, it's nice to have a go at that myself. Um, <laughs> well, when you're drawing this, it is difficult to like elongate a character convincingly. And what Elson's done here is he has just done the colour of the girl's jumper being stretched, but just had the hand reaching out of it, which gives that impression of you know well that's the important image it's very well done and then you see her inside the jar shrunk down and sort of floating around like a ghost with a load of other kids including one with a full beard and mustache <laughs> uh, that's that's his animal muzzle i think it is his animal muzzle But the shading yeah it's because of that uh, <laughs> that and the big puffy hair that he's got it kind of makes him look like uh you know one of rod jane and Freddy.
1: <laughs> but then uh, he's caught in the act as soon as he's done it by Song himself uh, so that's that part of the
0: story just overdone. That's with. done. He sorted that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got to get to the next bit. That's the key. The key bit is we're bringing Father Christmas into this. So the parents come spilling out of
1: the houses, distressed. Where are the children? Sonic immediately realizes Peter is responsible. Peter chucks a handful of magic powder at him, makes a little mm-hmm. explosion. Sonic, the boy, are you in trouble now? And he runs at him, but suddenly. Peter's gone in a little haze of sparkles and I thought he'd simply magiced away. <laughs> but, apparently not. For as we turn the page, we see that Father Christmas, the very same Father Christmas as seen in Lou Stringer's yes. excellent Christmas strip last year, has appeared and is now holding aloft his magic sack and Peter is trapped inside it. So apparently Santa... Grabbed him. ...magicked him into the bag.
0: Or he appeared around... ...with his bag around him or something, like a TARDIS. By the way, if you haven't seen the illustrations... ...either for this one or the last one... we keep, ...the reason we keep saying the Santa from that is it's quite a unique design. It's quite mm. an interesting sort of... ...half pagan looking kind of a design. Well, you know, that's what I would have to say... ...is that design aside... ...this is Santa. Yes.
1: Where last year we made the great point of saying... Yes. That was Father Christmas, the spirit of winter, this pagan spirit who'd come down to
0: speak to Robotnik. It's all in how he's written and how he's handled this is this is just Santa he's on his ho 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 travels to deliver yep. presents to the children rather than being this this odd winter spirit, just ho 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 and being very amused, no unearthly qualities, yeah. Just it's just Santa. Yes, it, frankly, they could have drawn him as Santa. Yes, they one hundred percent could have, and it would have been fine. And if there hadn't have been continuity there, like um, I don't know whether Nigel was aware that you know, mm-hmm. it's this is a Santa story, and someone at some point went, Oh, we've we've got a design for Santa we, in this. We've
1: got one of those. We've got that. Draw yeah. this, Richard, yeah. Of course Sonic, as you said in the summary, does him tales is like, do, do you see who it is? It's yeah, it's some fat bloke in a red
0: coat. And this what this gives us, which I Love is Richard Elson gets to draw two pages of Sonic the Hedgehog beating the out of Father Christmas.
1: (laughs) Your disguises get worse, Robotnik. And he's just ho ho -ho hoing at the very notion the real Santa'd never say ho ho ho. And as for this ridiculous fake beard, Sonic laps up in a little twirl. Grabs him by the beard, tails is going e you sure, but then Sonic <laughs> by the beard, spins Santa around his head and throws him into some barrels that are nearby and as even as he lets go, he says, you know that false beard was stuck on pretty tight um uh, are you i mean i did I uh... <laughs> and as Sonic is realizing the <laughs> Error of his way Santa is coming up Out of the snow Looking furious And we think it's all (laughs) Going to go wrong For a minute But then he shakes The snow off And goes (laughs) Ho 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 You thought I was Dr. Robotnik (laughs) Wait until I tell The elves Back
0: at the workshop And it's all fine how was I supposed to know it was a real beard? <laughs> Sonic whispers to Tails but the back. It's one thing that it's a misunderstanding, but I really actually like that they did this, because you would... He does look like Dr. Robotnik. There he is, does!
1: He's got the big red nose and everything! They are
0: very similar characters. Dr. Robotnik is kind of Santa Claus, but gone wrong. Big fat bloke with a big red nose and big red suit. Red clothes, yeah. And a lot of hair coming out from under his nose. You know, there's yeah. differences to the hair, but that's what it is. <laughs> So then, he, Santa starts to let out the trapped children, and they all start coming out as little, little ghosty wisps, and landing on the floor and reuniting with their pa- with their pants, with their parents. Has <laughs> abbreviated the word parents to pants there accidentally? That could be the title too. <laughs> reuniting with their, pants. with their pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, it's only the Sonic strip. Who knows what else might come? <laughs> Then there's this little sort of acknowledgement about, well, what about that weird little guy that was on the first two pages? <laughs> Santa just says, oh, what a time for Peter to escape from his cell. Oh, this is my busiest time. the year." I, I love the
0: idea that there's a dungeon <laughs> yeah, or something at the, at the workshop. Like the North Pole. He's got like, a yeah. prison area.
1: <laughs> it's a shame. He used to be one of my best helpers, but something happened and he turned bad. That's it. No more exposition than yeah. that. Something happened, and he turned bad. <laughs> There's nothing worse than an elf turned bad, and Santa. And then, uh, it, it, actually, I've just realised. Yeah, he even takes off uh, on a sleigh pulled by reindeer. Yep, this is fully Santa. Well,
0: yes, but he was in one last year. It's just that he then. Do you remember? Do you remember? No, was he? Yeah. Do you remember that? In fact, it was across two stories. Like in the first one, you see Santa in his sleigh, and then he's oh yeah it. yeah. So technically, the, yeah. they might not have been the same one, but yeah.
1: That was the special zone, Santa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in the special zone, they have Santa,
0: but on Mobius, they have Father Christmas. Wait, do we live in the special zone? This is the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> is this the special zone? I've always thought of you as quite special, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it turns out actually Sonic's got loads of presents. Yeah, I
1: don't believe I insulted Father Christmas. He's never going to forgive me. My Christmas is ruined. And then Tills like, I wouldn't be so sure. He said that since he was here, we might as well have these now. And we see a big pile
0: of presents addressed to Sonic. You are anti the eye in the word Sonic today. What's happened to it?
1: I don't know. I don't know why I keep saying it. I keep saying sonk.
0: Yeah, I like it, though. I also want to say Because it's silly. It's Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. It's the sherry. It's all the sherry. Yeah. With your big red nose. <laughs> don't be pulling on my beard, though. <laughs> Look at one of, one of his presents is a TCRI canister. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: the uh, next next issue is a story called riot resolution so we're getting a little new year's one for next year a mm. uh, lovely art throughout yep. uh, to be honest if the credits box did not say colored by richard guildford you wouldn't think it wasn't colored by elson do
0: you know i think i would because it's how i know it isn't is that a minute ago i went mm, is this colored by richard Elson? i looked it up Well, oh, fair enough but i wasn't sure of myself <laughs> Um, Yeah, it matches the style nicely, doesn't it? All the way down to the the little shine down Sonic's head is... Yes,
1: he's definitely Guildford, whoever he may be, for he is a bit of a figure of mystery, can't find out anything about (laughs) him. No. He does seem to be taking his cues for how he's coloured this from how Elsa normally colours his own work.
0: Yes, God, some pages are indistinguishable. Like, page three, look at Pete fiddling with his little sack there, with whatever it is he's fiddling with. That looks like Elson Colored It, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. Even the
1: first page in particular just seems like a, mm. a standard Elson uh, story. Something
0: about it looks different to me, but I think it's just the darkness of the blue. I guess something about that shade... The blue shade, is a bit rich. Mm, ...of the sky in the background. But,
1: but, you know, over the years, Elson has used a lot of different colors. It's Sonic, it, it's the nature of hand painting is that sometimes it's just not get the same shade mixed up just right
0: hand painting and even just the way the scanner and printer are set up you never know where the color adjustments come in so yeah i would have yeah if that hadn't said it wasn't richard elson i don't think we'd have gone like that's not richard elson so good team then good pairing yeah never to be seen again oh yeah not not much more we
1: can say about it than that because it is just a, a silly fun little christmas story it's just good
0: and fun and seasonal last year's santa story was great yes so we can't call this great yeah but it is good. Yeah, but it, it's a different kind of
1: Santa story. Yeah. It's the addition of Vile Peter that spices it up yeah. into being something a little bit more than just Sonic meets Santa. Yeah. The funny part is that the action element of the story is not
0: the fight against the baddie, it's
1: when Sonic duffs up Santa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if I'm if I'm ever in charge of writing a, a Christmas Sonic strip for any purpose I'm going to have not only Vile Pete, but whoever else Santa's got locked up, escape from <laughs> jail, and form a little supervillain team. There'll be a
1: Krampus in there. Yes. What other Christmas villains are there? A Grinch. Your racist uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it'd be called Sonic the Hedgehog's Christmas Crisis, and they would be the Scrooge Squad. Yes, or something like that. Yes. So next time there's a Sonic convention happening in the UK around the end of the year, just come to Davey's, It's all sorted. <laughs> it's all lined up for you.
0: <laughs> Tales, going crackers! <laughs> <laughs> Written by Lou Stringer, art by Andy Pritchett, and letters by Ella Tuffell. In the Tower Hill Zone, highly strung Zone Leader Basil Poultry snaps after one too many things goes wrong during his attempts to organize the zone for christmas and he starts rampaging through the streets in a mech suit out to erase <laughs> out to erase all trace of the holidays luckily tails is on hand to stop him by clubbering him with a giant snowball and basil soon realizes that he could never have gone rid of the real magic of christmas when the residents of the zone all forgive
1: him like a faulty's tower hill zone <laughs> Do you know what? Mm.
0: Didn't get that one. (laughs) Maybe because I read it before I read his name, you know?
1: Yes, you wouldn't immediately
0: think of it. But also, because I was distracted by how I love everything about the first panel, right? (laughs) The layout is so good... It's so wintry, the specific colour chosen for, like, the background items in the sky are so wintry, and there's a smoke plume coming from the background chimney that just sets it off perfectly. And then look at little tails. Look at little tails! (laughs) He's just hanging out on this bridge in the background, scarf up to his nose, thick coat, perfect casual Charlie Brown lean on the wall, (laughs) lovely, and he's just looking, he's just like, oh, what's going on over there? And then the last little, little cherry on the top. Not so big as a cherry. Maybe it's one of those little silver balls that your mum used to put on cakes and let you eat one (laughs) off. Little sonic pin on a bloke's hat. Just in that bloke's big woolly hat there. Brilliant panel. Love it. And they're carrying Christmassy stuff. Those chains of stars that you put around a tree. A fake snowman. They're carrying stuff. A wreath. Yeah. Uh, Because they're trying to
1: get the zone decorated and and sorted for Christmas because it is, as this this one fella says, uh, it's the first proper Christmas since Robotnik was overthrown. Yeah basil poultry like a bird's poultry <laughs> that's a great name i love that <laughs> is he's it's a chicken it's, a, it's a, chicken, a chicken guys and it's it's uh like it's not actually like a basil faulty pastiche no, it, in any way it doesn't look he's like just him. highly
0: strong yeah yeah he's in charge and highly strong well, that's what it is Look, I don't know, if John Cleese was a chicken, he might well look like this. (laughs) Well, I suppose so. Yeah, no, it's a a tall-headed chicken. It's a tall-headed chicken, I think of John Cleese as a tall-headed man. I don't know if that's a universal belief, but... He's a large fella. He's he's tall. Yeah.
1: You, get that Christmas tree up! You, hang up the street decoration. Right, right, where's that cook? <laughs> I want hundreds of mince pies,
0: and I want them now! Now, something that I like here is that, like, what is more Christmassy than, like, 70s BBC comedies? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So,
1: great. Always on. I uh, had a good laugh at this joke at the end of the first page. Uh, he's on the... Is that a mobile phone he's on? Uh, where are Actually, we? it's only just dawned on me. Final, p- oh, yeah. is, it, is it a walkie-talkie or is it a mobile phone? Is it a cellular telephonic device?
0: I think it is, because he's holding it to his ear rather than, like, the way you hold a walkie-talkie in front of your mouth. Yes, I think it is. Good gravy. That's where um, we are, folks. 1997. Wow, I don't like that. <laughs> No, no, we're not. No, my the first friend I had who owned a mobile phone, it was 2000. He got it, so I think we're. Oh, I didn't own a mobile phone till
1: 2005. Wow, I didn't need one. There was simply no need.
0: Well, you've got a louder voice than some. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate, I've been around you in
1: person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's received word that the carol singers have laryngitis. What mm. more could go wrong? And then someone pipes up behind him to say, well, for starters, the Christmas tree has woodworm, and they're claiming squatters rights. Love that.
0: That's a real good gag. That's a f- <laughs> great joke. Because this is a planet of, of intelligent
1: little. Yeah. animals little talking so, animal
0: guys of course they should yeah. oh and look on the next at the top of the next page you can see him sort of drop his phone and it's a phone oh yeah yep yeah, there's a that's a phone no, yep there's
1: that. a keypad there yeah. yeah
0: the thing that's confusing us is that of course in those days mobile phones had elaborate pull out aerials that you had to pull yeah. really tall before it they were a... this big yeah works well in an audio medium yeah they, going, big, they, they were this big they were this
1: big holding my hands up next to my head folks they were large is what i'm trying to get across and the final straw is when they discover that the crackers have been stored in a damp warehouse and have lost their crack.
0: And look at it. They've got a limp floppy cracker that they're pulling and it just goes like... <laughs> and a little plastic ring just kind of drops out of it without much fanfare.
1: And uh, that's it for Basil. He disappears over the horizon, gibbering, twitching and springing. Gibber, twitch, spring—that That is some proper British comics words, that is. Yep. Love it. He's gone me. <laughs> Something tells me I'd oh, better stick around.
0: Thinks Tails to
1: himself. So Tails helps put the lights up.
0: Oh look at the lights! My whole life I have had a, I think, greater than average appreciation of different coloured lights hanging off a string, blank bulbs, little cone shaped things, whatever it is. I like them, <laughs> and it's nice to see them here in the comic. But no sooner are the lights up
1: than Basil comes stomping over the horizon in a mech suit. As you do. I love it. I honestly laugh. I feel like that is the third or fourth time that's happened in STC. Do you remember whenever those um, politicians settled their debates by putting on mech suits and fighting in the street? That's true, isn't it? I feel like there's maybe been one other example
0: since as well. This one is slightly different because this one has the air of a man simply got so stressed that he came back with a battle mech. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I love it. And also...
1: Where are they getting them
0: from? Exactly. Well, because, not Robotnik.
1: <laughs> well, there must be a surplus of these yeah. things. They've got to be warehoused somewhere yeah. since Robotnik was taken down. Somebody just needs to, like, tighten up the padlocks. But he is the zone leader, so who would have the key but him?
0: Also, by the way, it's not the same. This isn't what it resembles. It's a full-body thing. In fact, kind of looks Mr. Freezy, doesn't it? It's got the dome uh, a head bit. on it. He's got the bubble head, yeah, yeah, specifically, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what? But it, you can see he's got... It's got the...
1: Uh, alien powerlifter style bit where
0: he's got joysticks that he's holding. his
1: arms are reaching outside of the yes. suit itself and like controlling the arms by holding like yeah joysticks attached to the inside of them yeah.
0: that's the main reference is the alien power lifter. but what yeah, it's even yellow
1: I mean, but, but otherwise they are normal hands on the end of it not big powerlifter no, claws.
0: but what is even more Christmassy than 70s bbc comedies right now but the wrong trousers and here we have that <laughs> someone shows up in in a r- big robot thing now those were just trousers but it's a battle mech <laughs> okay i think you might be reaching with that <laughs> and that had a guy with a chicken comb on his head in it <laughs> so <laughs> right
1: yeah so what you're saying feels is that the wrong trousers is a mecha anime
0: <laughs> yes and this feels christmasy to me by these different images
1: get in the wrong trousers shinji or gromit <laughs> will have to pilot them again <laughs> He's out to cancel Christmas anyway, so like he steals a sack of mail of Christmas cards off of a lovely little badger postman. Yes, Look at him there. Yeah. Hey, are you delivering Christmas cards? I sure am. The cheerfulness of him. Is- <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes, ha ha, look at me spoiling everyone's fun. (laughs) I'm on a roll now. That Calvin and Hobbesy snowman in the back, isn't it? It really is. And then Tails just rolls a snowball down a hill. It becomes a big giant snowball and splat. And that's That's basically that, really. That's basically that. I had to stop you. You could never win anyway. There's more to Christmas than crackers, cards, and snowmen. What? Party hats? (laughs) You just don't get it, do you? (laughs) He says, sorry. They all forgive him, and he ends the story by saying, I guess the one thing I couldn't crush was the Christmas spirit. Now you get it. Merry Christmas, gang! Big thumbs up.
0: Yes. You have to have a to-camera Merry Christmas, don't you?
1: Yeah. And, and that's, again, there's, there's no, like,
0: reviewing these.
1: They're yeah. just fun little Christmas nice. stories. They're fine. They're cute.
0: They're fun. But I give this one a good review.
1: I give it good marks for being a fun Christmas story, yeah. Yeah, lovely. The woodworm joke is the highlight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> the just, Amanda. Amanda. just a Just Now, this was unexpected. Hmm. What do we do now? It's It's like a catalog page or an order form for merchandise from Sega World. Yeah. So, in addition to the two free entry tickets Mm. that you get, which are, we'll just say now, printed on the uh, next issue page in the back of the issue. We'll just talk about those now as well while we're here. Yeah, Sega World, Sega World, Sega World, eh? It's all about that Sega World. Wow, what a a hot, hip, and happening place where all the kids want to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. It must be a real roaring success, mustn't it? For them to have all of this Mm. merchandise still in stock. So Sega World was in the (laughs) sh**ter right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so I looked it up. When I saw the thing about free tickets, it made me think, hang on, but isn't Remember, we did do a big extendo
1: talk about Sega World in our birthday episode last year, our third birthday episode, just as it was about to open. So we have walked through the timeline of how things went at Sega World on the show before. And uh, eagle-eared boomers (laughs) may remember. Based on what I'm reading here, it sounds like there was a time when it was best to go. Due to the poor reviews, mismanaged crowd control, and general state of disappointment over what was initially promised by Sega, the opening of Sega World London was largely regarded as a PR disaster, denting the brand's once strong reputation in the UK and setting an unfortunate precedent for the UK. In response to the criticisms raised in reviews, Sega initially put the majority of their arcade machines on free play... In the weeks after the opening,
0: the idea that they ever weren't on free play is ridiculous. To pay entry.
1: However, this model was not profitable, and much of the park's floor space was devoted to the cabinets. So by the end of the year, admission fees were cut down from £12 to £10 to (gasps) pounds. <gasps> the machines were taken Whoa. off free play and establishing ticket payments for the park's seven attractions as a result. These did little to turn around fortunes, and by the time the first full year of operations had been completed, its 1.75 million visitor target had not been achieved, and a 1 million pound loss had been recorded.
0: Mm. It has only cost... Two pounds to enter since the end of its first year in operation. So these free tickets, those are worth two pounds each. But as of this month... Yep. December 1997. Hit them with it, Dave. (laughs) Entry is free.
1: It's free to get into
0: Sega World now. These tickets mean nothing <laughs> literally nothing you can just walk through the door there won't even be a guard. like there's not, just why you don't need tickets there's nobody to give them to maybe they hadn't changed that yet it must yeah I mean, it, it must yeah. be that this was put together in november and the change happened so suddenly as such a desperate attempt to get people to actually step through the blimmin doors that they didn't know about it even up to the point that this was put together but that that must be because you might as well draw your own free tickets on a <laughs> on the the back of the wrapper of your McDonald's burger and flap it at someone covered in ketchup and mustard. It's free. It's free to get in, guys.
1: It's just the thing about the vouchers is that they're so desperate. Yeah. See, the voucher free entry admits one person per voucher. Yeah. No more, not that's important. Day. Well it's not that. It's that it's not, you know, has to be used in conjunction with a paying entrant or something, the way you might expect an offer yeah. like this to be. Not valid on Boxing Day, valid until the 31st of March, not to be used in conjunction with any other notice. Oh it's
0: valid. Oh, it's valid until the thirty first of March. After that, you'll have to go in free without them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that the
1: changing of the admission to free is when they then made you have to pay to use the machines again at that point
0: yeah so my thought at first before i got to the last page was well maybe the vouchers let you play the games for free but no it says free entry 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 yeah which is free that is free not to be used in conjunction with any other notice exclusive giveaway from sonic the comic and what and why aren't they valid on boxing day is it because it's closed or because closed yeah too. that must be it Or, no, it's closed on Christmas Day. Megadroid told us
1: that last issue. I wonder why they aren't. Why aren't they valid on Boxing Day? I guess just because so many people will be out in... in, Maybe. ...in the town? Maybe? Well, it's free to get in on Boxing Day, so... Maybe. Look, Wikipedia says it was in December. Oh, that's true. We don't have a precise date. We know that if it hadn't happened by now, it was about to happen. Yeah. And the fact then that they have all this exclusive Sega World merchandise, because it is genuine, it's not just Sega merchandise, yeah. it's Sega World branded merchandise that they are now having to sell through a, an order page in the comic because they have too much... It's
0: like a closing down sale. It's
1: like it? a closing down sale. There's nobody stepping through the doors. Nobody's buying it there. And it's all very boring. you got a record bag, a rucksack, a mini rucksack, CD, i found
0: a record bag quite interesting i
1: don't think i've ever owned a record bag in my life but yeah a cd bag a sonic stuffed toy a baseball cap plain, or a baseball cap with two colors <laughs> a tail soft toy a sweatshirt jogging pants a polo shirt a logo t-shirt and a rugby t-shirt an odd specific yeah. thing and uh and they, they're they just playing uh, but with the Snake world logo embossed on them
0: yes i, I, I mean listen don't get me wrong I'd, I'd like them now because of the would oddness you, of them. Would you though? Yeah, because it's a bit weird. and It's like Oh, Sega World. Sega oh, World. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at the state of home. Yeah, because yeah. it's so. Uh, odd. I tell you what stood out for me. Very interesting to see that the standard Sonic and Tails soft toys they're already charging twenty pounds each by nineteen ninety seven. That's what you'd expect to pay for one now. Bliminy flip twenty <laughs> yeah. quid, yeah. Right? Is that am I am I behind? Didn't even Am that. I behind on my ideas of what a plush costs? Uh, it's twenty pound. No,
1: that seems about
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Seems a bit expensive, even. I mean, if anything, yeah, yeah.
1: twenty quid. That's Jesus. Yeah, twenty-five pound for a record bag.
0: What's everything else costing? Is it all overpriced? Where, where's a t-shirt? Where's the price of a t-shirt? Rugby shirt twenty pound. T-shirt to eight eight pound for a t-shirt. See, that sounds reasonable to us now, but were t-shirts. Like, were they like five pounds last time we checked is the are these overpriced well uh yeah but
1: they were all tots tv and jelly baby t-shirts they, so yeah this, this and it's also it's been a few years you know inflation you know
0: well yes i mean that tells us something about something the prices of everything seem to be rocketing up unless that's to do with it being from sega world i don't know that's probably an, an exclusivity
1: element sure mm. but it's not exactly a captive audience the way it works in sega world where you're there that's and that's it and it's the only place you can get them exactly. no, they're actually having to sell them outside the place to try and make the money back on
0: this feels like a, de- a desperate last attempt because who knows if this appeared in any other magazines well that's the question isn't it yeah they've got a sonic mag out there that they're able to print this in and it seems like oh what can we do let's do that the page
1: itself is not in any way uh, you know sonic the comic tailored no it does just look like an ad page
0: yeah like it could appear in anything it looks it looks exactly the way the tots tv one did like it could just appear in anything
1: yep could be published anywhere so who
0: knows? Why the- Ignore my... I wasn't questioning that when I said why. I was like, what does SML stand for? And of course it means small, medium, medium large. Uh, and not shake my life or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> my life. <laughs> Sega World. Much- May
1: last. <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> Sega World money loss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Hey.
1: I like this.
0: Yes, it is quite nice. It's it, it does again have that knight's pin-up look of like early CG, but it's it's it, So what it is is it's a full pin-up of Tails with a metallic border around it. Mm-hmm. But it's not just Tails. It's a CG Tails and it's not just a CG Tails. It's <laughs> the CG Tails from the cover of Sonic R Yes. that they've been given as a separate element to do stuff with.
1: They've been given the assets here. They've give, been given the high-res assets. Yep. It's got to be the first time, but this is oh, not in is any way res. blurry. Is, yeah, it's really high res full blown high res CG tails that they've yeah. been able to make a little poster I wonder if they do a bunch of these
0: well this is the thing it speaks to them doing that doesn't it it does because it's not just the cover of Sonic R they've gone like no no we're going to do bits so we're going to make
1: a special Tales so so you could at least get a Sonic a Knuckles an Amy and a, and a Dr. Robotnik presumably it's
0: funny that they started with Tails um, and not Sonic maybe that
1: well that's the Sonic R render on the cover of next issue so I would say maybe mm. that was the thought process that went into it Yes, maybe. Didn't want to show that render off before then immediately using it
0: on the cover next issue. True, but that's not, as we'll find out at the end of the episode, what the pin-up is next issue. Uh, well,
1: that's true too. But but then maybe people would have thought it was weird if they used the same render on the cover for the pin-up, that issue, and it didn't have this specific metallic styling, which you would assume all these will have, Yes. to achieve a sense
0: of unity. If they do more at all, we simply don't know. This is true. Could be, could be, could be, Dave making it all up
1: <laughs> could be just talking out our rcs
0: so even though i've said that this is visibly early cg and and it is they've worked hard on it going as far as to really realistically make a little belt around his ankles yep you have got the little belts not just by putting a buckle on it but by having the entire like flappy end of the belt poke through it and it, it really worked out you can even see the little what would you call the little spoke that you put through your belt to yeah, keep it yeah. on you can see that poking through and everything they've worked really hard on that
1: honestly this looks i love the look of this i have no yeah. like i don't i don't have any kind of uh, early cgi reaction to this the way you seem to be having to the look of next issue in this well
0: i do i, I mean just look at, at the at
1: it's a lovely little lovely little tails look at them look at them
0: tails. Uh, yeah but, but look at the way his fingers connect to his hand they're obviously separate lumps and then and his eh. hair around the sides of his eh. mouth is a do you know what you're right it's, it's purely me reacting to the early state of things in those days yes it is nice it's good work good work with the tools they add I'd
1: be perfectly happy for a Sonic game to come out with CG like that
0: today oh <laughs>
1: I'm just trying mm. to get
0: your goat <laughs> I'd have no I might too. I mean I'd play a game that looked like Sonic R today I think hmm well until it happens we'll have to wait and see won't we <laughs> and it never did the end decap attack
1: CHRISTMAS! CAROL TALL! Written and drawn by Nigel Kitching, with letters by Ellie DeVille. On Christmas Eve, a raging Professor Frank Enstein refuses to allow Igor, Chuck and Head to take Christmas off, but then, that night, he's visited by three spirits who remind (laughs) him of the magic of Christmas, and he quickly changes his tune the next day, unaware that Igor hired a hypnotist to give him the ghostly visions as a way to ensure Crimbo off. I did do a slight raising of the eyebrow when this story started exactly the same way as Kitching's yep. other Christmas story in the issue started by going, it was Christmas Eve and all through the blank, nothing was stirring, <laughs> which was yeah. exactly how the Sonic story started as well.
0: Not not a creature was stirring, nothing was stirring. Yeah. And then in a separate panel except for... Da, 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 so da.
1: The night before Christmas, is that, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the first page of the Sonic strip. It was the night before the night before Christmas, it says. Oh, yeah. But I think
0: that's a goof. I don't know. Might not be. Might be a fun little twist. Well, why would Santa be out on the night before the night before Christmas? Sometimes you'd want to start early, don't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that probably is a goof, isn't it? Probably is. So anyway, it was the night before Christmas, and all through the Emerald Hill Zone, nothing was stirring. Nothing except vile Peter. And then mm. Decap starts, it was Christmas Eve, and all through the castle, nothing was stirring except for a mad old professor with green
0: hair. Now here's the thing. Number one, that's a solid way to open a British comic about a Christmas thing, right? Sure. You, you got to do it. Number two, I mean, it, it must have been deliberate. He won't have written these scripts at vastly different times, right?
1: Yeah, but I can imagine just sort of not thinking about it. It's a bit. Yeah. yeah you wouldn't have done it if, you'd you've really, if do somebody it, you Somebody had gone
0: so Nigel. You would have gone. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs>
0: Like I'm surprised that Lou hasn't done it. It's it's kind of what you've got to do. <laughs> it, well, it's a bit rote, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. And so I'm surprised they haven't both wrote it. <laughs> The only thing wrong with it is that editorial didn't keep it up across the whole comic. If all four had started like that, it'd be brilliant. Oh, if all four of them had started that way, that'd be different. Yeah, I could get on with it then, then. sure, yeah. Nine,
1: nine, nine! I have told you a thousand times you cannot have tomorrow off, but Profe's Christmas Day! I already told you, Chuck, tomorrow we are very busy in the laboratory. Besides, I gave you the day off last Christmas, and it's getting to be a bit of a habit. (laughs) Then, weirdly, Igor seems to think this is a good idea, and he's like, trust me, I'll know what I'm doing. And then we just get, yeah, we, we, it's a Christmas carol. It's a Christmas, it's carol, the Christmas carol in, in three pages. Surprised we've not had this yet. Yeah. Very briskly and, and effectively and amusingly done. The ghost of Christmas yep, past is Mr. Cuddlebunny. The ghost of Christmas present is George Curdle from the Cheese Factory. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that one because it just looks like the ghost of Christmas present. But you're right, it is. Yeah, yeah. and he's, even, he's still northern, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is Max Decap. Brilliant. And they don't say that. No, no, we you just, just you just expect it to look at it. No, yeah, they don't make a whole thing out of it. Yeah.
0: And you know, and Mr. Cuddlebunny, him being the Ghost of Christmas Past because he was his childhood character stroke yeah. favorite author. And and in he shows him a flashback of him at school with the right. Something I find really interesting about Decap Attack is it's ostensibly just a Munsters. It's a Halloween sitcom. But now it has this incredibly consistent lore to it. <laughs> I just yeah. love it. This random, unrelated backup strip that is thick with history, brilliantly drawn, really funny, and it's just being allowed to happen. This is, this is my full-ass jam, Chris. It's my full-ass <laughs> jam. Potential <laughs> <laughs> title number three! <laughs> <laughs> and I like to think... That if there was something like this happening today in the back of a comic about some franchise I don't care about, I hope someone will tell me about it so I can read it. Because <laughs> I like this sort of thing. Goes back to, I think I talked about it years ago, that they had one in the Docular comics. Yeah, was It's just I this remember. unrelated backstory. It's that. Love it. This is better. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, because our little the, the vision of the past, the, the ghost of Christmas past, who is depicted otherwise, it's Mister Cuddle Bunny's head on an otherwise very faithful depiction of the ghost of Christmas past, the white-robed <laughs> figure with the glowing head. Yeah, shows the Prophet's school days is the little chubby little cherubic schoolboy with the thick head of hair that we know from various. Previous stories that have shown us the prof's past. Remember when you were seven and your school chums tied you up in the broom cupboard? Yeah, (laughs) I remember. I was in there for three days before anybody noticed I had gone. I missed Christmas. It was terrible. (laughs) And then we, uh, then the Ghost of Christmas Present, and it's yeah, it's the. I presume he's the Ghost of Christmas Present because he's the most recent Decap strip. It's it's something from right now from Decap yeah. as oh, the yeah. cheese factory oh, yeah. guy. Maybe it's just because he's big and jolly, but he looks right, yeah. but
0: still. But he's bigger. He's drawn much bigger and jollier here than he was yeah. last issue, right? He didn't have that huge, he shouldered huge, no. look.
1: I'm the Ghost yeah. of Christmas Present, and I'm all right, Bobby Dazzler. I am. <laughs>
0: And his main point about Christmas present is that you won't be able to watch Watch the Christmas
1: telly. (laughs) Your chums will be off like rats up a drain part with the telly. They're planning to spend Christmas Day stuck in front of the goggle box. And just look what you'll be missing. And he does the want and ignorance bit from A Christmas Carol where the Christmas... Oh my God! It is. He, he parts the robe to oh. reveal the two <laughs> figures hidden beneath, and the two figures oh hidden beneath God. the robe are Noel Edmonds <laughs> and Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> this is brilliant. Why have we not? I don't think in 119 issues and over four years we've once mentioned Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have. We're going to have to do it we've now. We've talked plenty about Noel Edmonds, so Jeremy Beetle, folks. <laughs> Was famous for doing a, a program on TV where he played pranks on everybody.
0: I'm Jeremy Beadle, and I should tell you, I love practical jokes, so watch it. <laughs> Much like Noel yes.
1: Edmonds, but that, was, that yeah. was merely a small subset of what Noel Edmonds did. Yes. This was Jeremy Beadle's entire
0: thing. Yeah, game for a laugh, and Beedle's Beadle's about. about.
1: hidden camera shows where they played pranks on people uh, in big elaborate scenarios that gradually unfolded in ridiculous till someone would take a mask off and they
0: were jeremy beadle underneath yeah god and you know i should have put that together but as i happened not to watch that i didn't know jeremy beadle until you've been framed but that is exactly what the gotcha oscar was it just ripped that off wholesale yeah, completely but yes that was the other thing beadle did was uh, you've been framed you've been framed <laughs>
1: sent in uh, their funny clips of funny things that had happened to them and that they'd happened to catch on camcorder Uh, what tiktok and viral videos and
0: such are today exactly and of course
1: that's really what's being referenced here because there's beadle himself holding a
0: videotape exactly right so this so this is when we're talking about beadle so this is when i'll tell this story on the podcast tell it now i've met jeremy beadle and it was because one day at school apropos of nothing jeremy beadle was just in the dinner hall and i don't mean he was there with a the camera crew and i don't mean he was there with his agent and i don't mean he was there with any other people at all just jeremy beadle was in the dinner hall and it was him it wasn't a look-alike it was jeremy beadle and this caused a commotion because this would have been Absolutely. Blah, 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 about 1991 well you can look it up yourselves it would have been whenever we'd had about one or two series of you've been framed and it was a Phenomenal. We we hadn't seen anything like it ever before because enough people reliably having video cameras that you could build a show based on that was new. Yep. So it was amazing. It was like just it was like a brick to the face of like how are we watching this incredible thing on the television? It was why I wanted a video camera so hard. And you'd get two hundred and fifty quid if you sent in a, a clip that got in, and that number never changed in the no inflation there nigh on twenty years that the show was on the air it was actually on the air for 32 years they only axed it last year and while i'm here to any american listeners who've identified that this sounds a lot like america's funniest home videos there's a reason for that but that reason is not as i thought it was that it's a port of america's funniest home videos over to the uk no in fact both of them are independently based on the same section of a japanese comedy show uh, yeah, uh, i'm not gonna try and pronounce it Beetle, so he shows up in our dinner hall. And we're all going wild about this. So we're all like, I'm the one who had the idea of we should get something for him to autograph. So we all went and got just like scraps of paper or whatever. And people were just queuing up and mobbing around him. And, and I remember us going like, when's there going to be another series? And he was like, of what? Oh, you've been... Like he twigged to like, oh, you're the age where you only know about you've been framed. So, oh, you've been framed. That Yes, we're filming one now. It'll be whenever. And that was like i need answers for this i need to find out why is jeremy beadle here is there an event because there wasn't an assembly there wasn't he didn't cut a ribbon nothing happened with him except that he was just there and we just no dinner ladies around him no teachers we just went up to him said hello jeremy Flippin beadle and he signed things for us so i found the headmaster and i said sir why, why is, is jeremy beadle here why is jeremy and his answer was well why shouldn't he be <laughs> everybody's gotta be somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. wait well, what was that from that was just a thing people say no but we said it about something I can't remember well, anyway, I found out what I was thinking of it's these two clips from one of our Secrets of Mobius streams on the Patreon oh, hey kind of we, uh, but we're not nowhere Right, guys, said Johnny Lightfoot. Everybody's gotta be somewhere, man. Man, stepping up to the door controls, we know where we are. Outside. Right here, man. (laughs) It's everyone else that's nowhere. (laughs) A strange creature, more like a piece of technology than a person, a rectangle that opened through which these jewels fell. He seemed surprised to see me here, said, But that's impossible. I chose to hide these away in the one place nobody but me could ever find them the void of non time. How can you be living here? And I replied, Everyone's always somewhere man everyone's gotta be somewhere (laughs) man (laughs) got there early (laughs) and I was like is it to do with and then I said this girl's name because there was in the local area in the village there was a girl who'd been in series one of you've been framed she was a baby who comedically pulled the head off a doll and was then in the they had a live audience in those days and Jeremy went up to her in the audience and was like hello and she was like hello and that was that and so I thought that must be why apparently not And we never found out! We never found out? Oh, wow. He just went again. He left again. There was no further beadling.
1: And he's dead now, so you'll never
0: know. I'll never be able to answer him. He's not about. And that's my Jeremy Beadle story. Wow, that's one to haunt you. (laughs) Oh, not unlike these three ghosts ghosts in this this comic strip we
1: were talking about. (laughs) Though maybe it took me a second read to notice that actually Stein says... Edel yes. and Bedmonds yes. <laughs> My favourites I never miss their shows Because that's how we did it back then. You just can't yeah. you couldn't just say it was Noel Edmonds and Beadle, you had to say they were Edel and Badmonds, not the real guys. I never miss their shows. Up and you'll be missing them tomorrow unless you do something about it. And he fades away to be replaced by the ghost of Christmas yet to come who comes in with a big rawr, 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 I am the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Like this line. But well, you don't have to be quite so nasty about it. <laughs> you gave me quite a turn. Love it. Love it. And he gets the vision of how he's left alone. The castle will be demolished and he'll live the rest of his life sad and lonely. And you know where you're going to end up, mate. Mm. And we see he's going to go
0: to hell. He's going to go to hell. And it says, welcome to hell. Keep off the brimstone. (laughs) And there she is. His ex, the thin controller of hell. The thin
1: controller. The continuity richly tied up. It's not that he's going to go to hell. (laughs) It's that his ex is waiting (laughs) down there for him. Oh, my God. Hello, Professor. Daddy's just dying to meet you. <laughs> and there's this big meaty hand holding a trident just sticking in from the corner <laughs> from off panel, like like Satan himself. <laughs> the devil is her dad, and he's waiting to meet him. Uh. Mind you, for all this lovely continuity we're enjoying, yeah. big goof up oh, here. Oh, oh. It's the tin controller. She's been waiting to get even with me ever since I broke off the engagement. Uh... The thin controller broke off the engagement when she discovered Uh, he used to be
0: a lovely little boy. uh, Oh, well, okay, yes, but we can imagine that he's delusional that he broke it off. (laughs) But yeah, that's probably a goof. None None of this has to
1: happen. Give your friends Christmas day off. It's your only chance.
0: Now, just want to interject here and say that it took me a, a little way into this before I finally fully accepted that this wasn't Igor's plan. I thought at first that they're dressing up as this stuff. Oh, right. But no, it isn't. This is really happening. He is be- either either he's just having a bad dream or he is haunted by this stuff.
1: I, I'd kind of twigged actually from the second page what was up.
0: I was so sure that when Igor goes, no, no, I've got a plan, and then he starts getting haunted by Christmas Carol ghosts. So yeah, like,
1: your first think is that you think they're going to dress up as them. Yeah. Um, but then we, we go to the next morning and uh, the professor says, I have come to a decision. We are all going to have the day off. Switch on to TV. Merry Christmas, everyone, it says fanatically in a big banner across the top of a panel <laughs> with snow falling outside the castle. Then we have a little epilogue where it turns out Igor has hired Tall Tim the Hypnotist to uh, hypnotise the professor. And the big hint of that was on the second page, as the professor climbs into bed, a voice, oh, yeah, a spooky funny. speech bubble comes from off panel, and says, not so fast, Professor Frankenstein. Listen to me very oh, yeah. carefully. And his eyes swirl. And the professor's swirl. eyes do hypnotic swirls. Oh, and it, it yeah. immediately cuts into Mr. Cuddlebunny the goes to Christmas past being yes. there, as if, as if to say that the voice speaking to him was that spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these were two unbroken
0: things. Because it's got the same wavy speech. Mix. Listen
1: to me very carefully. Who's been a naughty boy then?
0: But also, during that panel, the prof is essentially falling through a white void. So that's him getting hypnotized as well. I, again, I wouldn't go that
1: far on it. I wouldn't read that much well, into it. I would. It,
0: but uh, <laughs>
1: the swirly eyes, yes. C- yeah. Tipped me off that Igor had got somebody to hypnotize him.
0: Now, I stared at this tall Tim for ages, thinking who he's a drawing of. I've got... I got I got to Michael Barrymore and <laughs> thought, "Is it? That? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He just looks like a ma- he. He looks like a magician. He does well this in the, the way thing. that blokes do. He's just a hypnotist. But it's yeah. to- but I finally twigged. It's tall Tim, like tiny Tim. That's that's what's happening there. Oh, I didn't. Yeah,
1: duh. Yeah. I didn't get it took that me ages. Ta- yeah, of course, tall Tim, tiny Tim. Yeah. Of
0: course, it doesn't yes. mean anything in terms of the joke of the hypnotist. No, it's mean. just yeah. It's all right for you. I nearly
1: broke my leg climbing into the professor's bedroom last night, and we see the ladder (laughs) propped up outside the
0: castle. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I also really appreciate that the castle is not drawn consistently, even on opposing pages. I I I (laughs) want to go back through all of DCAP now and check if it's ever drawn the same way twice, and if not, good. (laughs) And all for a measly half-crown. God bless us. Oh, because he's tiny Tim. That's all Tim. God bless us. God didn't even drink that. I had to think but about it. But he's not
1: saying, God bless us. He's saying, yeah. God oh, bless, us. bless us. He's swearing <laughs> about the fact that all Igor has paid him is a measly half a crowd.
0: Great one, Nigel. Blooming
1: great one. Best <laughs> decap in ages. Loved it. Really great like uh, economy of storytelling. Yeah. Just getting the whole uh, of uh, of A Christmas Carol down into three pages, mm. really. you know. Mm-hmm. There's the start and the end, and then the ghosts are a page each. To be so rich in like little references yeah. and continuity with the whole decap thing, and to even do bit like I always enjoy it when any Christmas carol adaptation does the want and ignorance bit because a lot of them don't. I it's so obscure. It's one of the creepiest bits. Yeah. Whenever you know the spirit opens the robe and these emaciated children yeah. are underneath it, it's one of like the scare. I guess the scariest bits yeah. if you're making something for an audience of kids. Uh, let's be honest what I'm really saying here is it's not in the Muppets version
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it, of all the bits mm, it's a rare bit and of course with the prop here it, it makes it a Welsh rare bit
1: <laughs> next issue bring in the new year with decap. Mm. best decap in ages great fun perfect perfect bit of stuff for a Christmas issue loved it zone. zone jingle zone
0: jingle zone jingle, zone, jingle all the zones <laughs> Yeah, this is the graphic zone. Now,
1: a couple of interesting bits to pour over on this one. I, think. I didn't spot them
0: i didn't spot them you can surprise me with them all
1: right well first one from colin byrne in hackettstown county carlo republic of ireland it's a picture of sonic pushing a present off a cliff onto robotnik down below now the images of sonic and robotnik are very much based on pieces of stock art
0: colin byrne is in possession of the 1994 style guide, is not he? yes <laughs> these are
1: just images we've seen on tattoos and Stickers transfers and like
0: and, yeah yes it's the
1: robotnik pointing down image I think they've drawn the bow on that. Oh yeah. I think Sonic. Do you think they've coloured the present a... black
0: as well? Uh, well,
1: that's it. Yeah. Is I it think thing maybe so- maybe I think maybe it wasn't even a present. Oh yeah. I think Sonic was pushing something off a cliff onto robotics. Certainly.
0: Hang on. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense that you would push a present and that's the joke oh, at all. I think they've drawn the present to make it Christmas. It'll be an anvil or something, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. What's more likely is that there was just, like, a boulder there. Because he's pushing something. His hands yeah, are up. Yeah, he's doing it. Yeah, his hands are drawn up to push. The word push does not match the rest of the thing. I think they wrote that. But it's also the way, if you look at how the
1: bow overlaps the line of the square. like yeah. It could have been he was pushing a square. But the way that the, the line of the thing cuts right through the. And the way the bow is behind Sonic's
0: fingers. Yeah. And something about how, like, there's all ground crumbling off under it. I don't think a kid would think of that if it was just that he's pushing a present onto someone's head. Yeah. So I think that's a fishy one. Yeah. No,
1: I do. I love this one from Christopher Murray from Belfast uh-huh. in Northern oh, Ireland. I just like the name. Yes, mostly for the name. <laughs> it's St. <Saint> Nicholas. Yes! <laughs> Which is the name that Christopher Murray has written on here in the Knuckles font. Yeah. Yeah. Onto the picture. And it's what if Knuckles was Santa?
0: That's what it is. We don't need to tell you any more about that. Yeah.
1: It's Knuckles with a beard and mustache. And a yep. sack with uh, presents on what looks to be a maybe a Chaos Emerald coming out of it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Can't tell. Kind of a blue lump anyway. Yeah. St. Nicholas, just tremendous STC level pondery. Well done. That's it. Very good. Worth, Brilliant. Worth well doing, done.
0: worth sending in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course they printed it. It's great. Angelic Amy is the next one from a Sean MacDonald in Glasgow, Scotland. And it's just a sweetie pie, Amy Rose dressed up as an angel clasping her little fingers together that's
1: been the hands in the way that the decorations on the trees would
0: and she's just got such a such a sweet little smile on her face yep
1: matthew watson from formby and merseyside has sent in <laughs> it's just a picture of father christmas wait a minute it's in fact <laughs> dr robotnik dressed as Santa and just simply not happy about it in the slightest.
0: Yeah, a good drawing as well. Oh yeah, great
1: drawing. Uh, Steam bursting out of where his ears would be
0: if he had them. Yeah. And I hate
1: being nice!
0: Nice uh, 3D open mouth there. Good.
1: I am not nice. I am not good. Just being mad about being painted as similar to Santa in any way.
0: Uh, Then we've got Stephanie Jackson from Guildford in Surrey who has drawn uh, (laughs) Knuckles Gets the Needle. Someone has taken Knuckles who, as we all know, is is pink. Is pink 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 and lifted him up and pushed him down onto the point of a christmas tree and given him the little <laughs> to get him on there and he's not looking happy about it
1: and i won't swear stephanie jackson did that
0: you don't think so it's oh i, I won't swear she didn't but the
1: compositing of the drawing is such that yeah. i can absolutely believe someone drew that tree up his bum and those angel wings, wings on. out his back
0: yes because it's not as if there aren't outlines on the rest of... It, it's weird. There's no outlines on the pink bits. Yeah,
1: but there are outlines on his shoes, hands, and oh, eyes bits. and muzzle.
0: Yeah. Ooh, it's, oh, it's tricky. Tricky to it's, it's a tricky one. It could go either way. That could be a Jackson original. But but it
1: pinged my radar. Yeah. Uh, similarly, this last one here from Katie McKenna from Birdman Chichester, which <laughs> is a lovely little Christmassy Tales. Just a mm-hmm. lovely little drawing of Tales.
0: Again, looking a bit, whatever it was called, critters. Oh, chucklewood Ringlewood, critters, a bit chucklewood yeah. critters,
1: yes, a bit buttons and rusty. Yeah. He's got a big red nose and deer antlers on his head. And nice. the only thing that pinged me was that that uh, piece of holly in his mm, hand yeah. looks
0: a little bit sus. But It does, but then I would say the antlers look right. So I'd... Yes, the antlers and especially the nose. Oh, of course he has a, a very shiny nose. Mm. Unless they painted the nose red. I don't think so because just the way that the antlers do match the way the rest of it looks. The antlers, yeah. The antlers. There's even actually look. There's there's
1: even a felt tip outline of of the antler there on the of yeah. the antlers. Yeah, no. The antlers, yeah. They were definitely there. Just something a little sus about the Holly. It's, it's just putting me way- in mind of when they added all those red noses to that yeah. that graphic zone earlier this it, year. It,
0: this is just where they've got us now. I actually now I, based on the antlers, but I actually think the Holly was originally there. But they've mm. got us like this now. we can't believe anything anymore when it fits the theme it's suspicious can't trust the evidence of our own eyes no the only thing
1: we can trust is written history by the people that were there when it happened Dave (laughs) what have you got for us (laughs) Diary Zone. I have a bad case of diary. I have a bad case of diary. I have a bad case of diary.
0: I have a bad case. Because of this diary is the diary, diary Zone, diary the section of the podcast of where I, I crack open my actual diary. diary from the fortnight that this issue is out, and to give us an idea of what was going on in the real life of the burgeoning STC online fandom and an absolutely ridiculous teenager. Living at the time and reading STC.
1: Well, the only teenagers at the time reading STC were ridiculous ones. You weren't unique (laughs) in that specific regard.
0: And we start on Friday, the 19th of December, 1997. Last day of school and the tape to prove it. Yes, this is true. I've got an extensive tape recording of this final day. Like I said, on the ground reporting from the time. There's no denying the tape. Yeah, not very much to report from the tape. It's mostly just a recording of a, of a quiz, because, of course, we're all a bit older now. We're 15, and so every teacher of every lesson, instead of doing a lesson that day, they're like, ah, oh, it, I'll do a Christmas quiz. Sure. So it's nice for me, useless for this. Saturday, the 20th, we're free now. It's the first day of the Christmas holidays, and all I have to say, and this is quite sweet, is, "Oh, I love my cats. Oh, <laughs> Nice, isn't it? Uh, and then I say that I'm getting a phone call tomorrow, dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Sunday, the 21st of December, 1997. Foxy. Oh
1: yeah i've been waiting to get back to this
0: it's been ages oh i'm glad you're so excited yeah well you know
1: me dave i like a little bit of continuity i like being shown things i remember you know yeah oh yeah
0: yeah yeah. um and it just says uh foxy um, was foxy
1: after the power of the chaos emeralds or anything like that you know did she did she have a little bit of cake for me like just really set me off here Uh,
0: it says foxy my bestest bestest friend okay did phone me which was nice. We've decided to do graphic novels of all Sonic games. Started planning the Sonic 1 comic. God, if only somebody actually would. Uh, Foxy is, I think, my best friend. She sent me another picture of her character Chelsea. Uh, now that her scanner's working, this time Chelsea is dressed as Santa. She is a wonderful artist. Every line is perfectly chosen and placed. It's a work of artistic genius. I mean, she's better than any day, and he's great. Actually, looking at her art makes look crap. A bit rude
1: <laughs> this is taking a turn I wasn't expecting Though, uh, oh, based, right? based on how long this has gone on uh-huh. I know that you've spoken to them on the phone
0: spoken to them on the phone and they're an artist that I like and I'm gonna make comics with yeah yeah so um shall we bring her in Foxy Foxy yes she is no that <laughs> was
1: unexpected good god <laughs> holy sh** it was me all along <laughs> I was secretly army. Holy <laughs> flipping! I that. was wow. <laughs> and Top ten anime of <laughs> Number five will shock you. <laughs> this is not where this story was meant to go. Oh yeah,
0: a block on the internet pretending to be a girl. Nah, to be fair, I kind of, I kind of made you, it sound like that. You led me on to believe that's <laughs> <where> <laughs> that was going. <laughs> yeah i was foxy all along imagine I really this myself foxy imagine all along. this i genuinely
1: didn't even know who was about to walk through that door <laughs> i was so fully tricked i didn't my Listen, mind didn't even go <laughs> what was it
0: if you've not been with us for long enough to know what's going on here foxy is of course my wife abby <laughs> <laughs> idw sonic artist abby ballman it's a christmas miracle <laughs> What a nice little thing for the Christmas special, right? It's like whenever you got the internet for issue 100. Oh, yeah. Imagine a little 15 year old who is such an innocent version of Abby that she, who just likes little foxes,
1: just calls herself
0: Fox, does not realise. That by calling herself Foxy, that will have any kind of undertone 26 years later. dance whenever someone does a
1: podcast about all this.
0: That's why when it first came up, I had totally forgotten that I called myself Foxy when I was first online.
1: I'm I'm (laughs) deist. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's made my Christmas, isn't that lovely?
0: <laughs> Merry and Christmas, I, everyone! I, I didn't realise you wrote such nice things about me. No, it's <laughs> been quite fun. <laughs> the um, <laughs>
1: all right, <laughs> the cackling off into the middle bah. distance. <laughs> isn't that nice? Yeah, I, yeah, I was genuinely boomers. That was a real trick that was just played yeah, on me, talking over him. the course of multiple months. I think. No, yeah, what's going be. on?
0: It must be. So I, so now we can reveal what's really been happening here. Yeah. I've just I've I've made friends with this girl that I met on a on a Sonic forum. We've just become fast friends. We are now best friends. That thing at the end about her being a, a good artist, that was the that was the sneakiest bit of the trick. That is actually from last issue's Diary Zone. Uh, and I just thought, oh wait a minute, let's make this a thing. I've been so stunned by that <laughs> I'm
1: hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so much energy just went pfft you just burned through. I just burned through so much energy at the thrill of that reveal. I now <laughs> want a
0: sandwich. You need a chili dog now, yeah. And so begins the partnership of Dave and Abby. We're planning to make Sonic comics together. And now we professionally make comics together. <laughs> Me! <laughs> what a Christmas. I just
1: <laughs> It's exactly like the fact you got the internet for issue 100. I'd forgotten for that. that? Is that when it was? Christmas. Yeah. Wow. That was whenever we did our big dive into your... And, and you remember, Sonic the Comic, the band were on and we're yeah. privileged to be here for this incredible oh, yeah. moment.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It does. These things do work out interestingly, don't they?
1: Now, all I got for Christmas 1997 was a PlayStation. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my big Christmas event Ooh, for this year. Yeah, I got a wife. I got my PlayStation. <laughs> Dude, got a wife out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was gonna have the thing to tell uh, being the one who got the playstation this year
0: so this is it we finally crossed the playstation threshold that's it even yeah even us no. even we will admit now the playstation is out <laughs> this year i got a playstation yeah well i say i but i mean is me and the brothers it was of, of those, course it was
1: a big expense so cumulatively. Course. we got playstation crash bandicoot 2 and tomb raider 2 oh wow What a day! Starting strong with the big guns, like from the PlayStation library, two of the three mascots of the time. Yeah. And of course, the obligatory demo disc that came with it. The one that had that big puzzle game where you pushed blocks around and they turned green. You know the one.
0: No, I don't. I've never owned a PlayStation. Maybe you don't. The folks out there certainly do. Everybody else except me does. Yeah, no, I've never owned a PlayStation because I was, you know, like against it in those days. Yeah, morally. (laughs) Yeah. But you were right. You made the right call. Well, I don't.
1: That's I don't remember <laughs> whose call it was. You know, mm. I'm not talking about like that kid on the bus who was like, mm. "You getting no, a Saturn?"
0: No, mum's gonna play.
1: From past stories, I don't remember if we all decided on it together yeah. or if the parents had guided us towards that decision. I don't. I don't remember.
0: Well, it's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, in a in a, a house full of brothers, you gotta have a PlayStation. You've got to have the most manly console <laughs> yeah. going,
1: it, You gotta have a PlayStation. That's yeah. exactly
0: it. Yeah. I mean, that's not, like that's the joke, but also that's the case. <laughs> you got it.
1: Well, Dave, tell us more about your Christmas.
0: Monday the 22nd, uh, Abby got her tape, um, sent her a tape. Actually, you're calling her Abby in the diary now, not Foxy anymore. Yeah. Listen, I've been calling her Abby for a little bit. I've just oh, been saying... Oh, no. Trickery. Deception. Answering. But, um... <laughs> what kind of Christmas is this? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Abby got her tape. God, what are you doing here? I'm here to liven up this show somewhat. I will give you all mad cow disease. No! Quick, run away! I, I think we outran God. We outran God. Well, it looked like it. Oh, okay. She was cracking up. She absolutely loved every moment of it. <gasps> of course she. Of course she Mission did. Mission accomplished. I've been ripping the
1: piss out of the very notion <laughs> of you recording a little tape yeah. of jokes and songs, and of like, of course you did it, and of course it got you a woman.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, Uh, oh, blimey. uh Hello, stages Who are you? Um, I don't. No. Oh, boy. Well, I'm... (laughs) Well, listen, she was very carefully selected. (laughs) Cultivated and curated. And I found that tape, so there'll be some clips that we can put on. Jesus (laughs) wept. I'm going to fast forward past those. (laughs) And now, a sketch with us in. Uh, Fido, what are you doing? I'm trying my hand at juggling. Shouldn't you try both hands at juggling? Nope. And now a sketch without us in.
1: And now... I will turn inside out you know, know. with the second-hand but embarrassment.
0: Not only did Abby like it and cites it as the thing that was the moment, <laughs> but also um, her mum thought it was really cute. <laughs> and that's you know probably why she let us eventually meet up and stuff, she knew you were harmless, yeah, she
1: knew there was not a hormone in that body, <laughs> she knew that no hair had yet sprouted, because <laughs> how could they have if this had been born from it, exactly,
0: yeah, and so the Christmas entry uh written at eleven forty five p m on christmas day itself Christmas wow, you day it absolutely yeah uh, well yeah well i've been having a nice day haven't i this is true you've been busy i've been busy um now do you remember we've already established what i'm getting for christmas um, uh if we ha- listen i've forgotten everything everything i feel like i ever knew has been proven a lie. <laughs> so so whatever what was it again remind me wait a minute you know what i am I'm an STC editor. I've been scribbling out anvils to make them into presents to keep that secret. <laughs> graphics zone. Yeah, I'm learning for the Deceiver. best.
1: Deceiver!
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. But what a nice so surprise. So remind eh? me... Rem- it was a lovely surprise. <laughs> Re- remind me what it was you thought you were getting this year. Also disappointing, though, because wouldn't it have been good if I'd had a string of affairs before meeting Abby? <laughs> uh, it would have been very interesting if
1: somebody other than Abby had walked in that door. I know! <laughs> I thought you were maybe having somebody visiting.
0: Special guest! Special guest! The following entry was written live and direct from Dave's all new updated drawing desk. Complete. The drawing desk wasn't new. Complete with new top of the range, multi purpose, surround sound, groove moded 3 CD, various other cool stuff hi fi. A hi fi. Remember? Yes. I got my dream hi fi. I mean, it's better than I'd anticipate because I'm grown up now. I need to be playing music loud. Yeah, that's what you do. I've now got my Wayne's World CD that's got Foxy on it. I need something to play it on. <laughs> never did it myself.
1: Did you not? Did you not? No, I was never. Uh...
0: You weren't a loud music enjoyer at home.
1: No. I remember when
0: Cotton Eye Joe came. <laughs> all quite uh-huh. enjoyed that. <laughs> that was it. That was the moment your, your musical taste buds flicked online. It peaked about there, yeah. yeah I, I'll go to bat for Cotton Eye Joe. It was good. Yeah. For a given value of good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean
1: then they just did pop in an oak and it was exactly no. the same, and no, I realized mate. what's even the point of trying no, to keep mate. up with this stuff. Well, pop and I know, pop and I know.
0: No, I was at, there was a time when mum had to, thanks to this hi-fi, mum had to come up the stairs and be like, David, I can hear it in the kitchen as clearly as you can hear it here because it's playing through the rattling door handles.
1: <laughs> and was it Sonic music you were playing? No. Was it Dizzy music you were playing? No. Was it, was it Lemmings music you were playing? No, it wasn't a computer was game,
0: it? but it was very Dave.
1: <sighs> was it? Okay, let's see. Was it Mr. Blobby? No. No. Was it a theme song off the television?
0: Nearly no. Shall I tell you?
1: you, you just—I mean—I feel like I'm within a hair's breadth mm, of it, but—but mm. but just tell me.
0: It was the stage version of The Lion King. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's almost like real music too. Mm, that's close. But basically, you would be surprised if you heard the circle of life blaring out of a car that was all riced up with subwoofers. And the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And, and if you did, you'd go, oh, didn't know David had his car done up? <laughs> Just zooming bass, <back>, going... <laughs> Nya- <laughs>
1: <"Nya-s-gongo.">
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas stuff we got some comics. What we would now call trade books. <laughs> Simpsons. The Mask Returns. With the big fella. Mm-hmm. Walter. Yeah. And TMNT. That was the weird image comics. Oh, wow. Uh. Yeah. Virtual Springfield, which doesn't work yet.
1: Hey, I had Virtual Springfield.
0: Yeah. It was, it was nice, wasn't it? Not for a couple of years yet, obviously, because I didn't have a computer. Oh, right, yeah, but, true. But... But yeah, I had virtual Springfield. Like a sort of proto-GTA that was, wasn't it? You'd just walk around in Springfield and be like, huh, I'm in this whole town. Interesting. I suppose so. I had that feeling. Uh, the Neverhood. Did you ever play that? No,
1: don't know The Neverhood. Brilliant.
0: Claymation PC game in 1997, or whatever, 6. And it was, oh my God, look it up, guys. It's so good. click game but all clay animated amazing for the time and my brother got me animaniacs on the game boy hey and andy well we know because we found it didn't we smurfland news andy got his n64 that's right so that's us so you, you're on playstation we're on n64 sega are gone. fart in the distance gone yep we're enjoying the full proper three D games, the new wave. Yeah, I mean, no, we we've
1: definitely talked in the past, mm. in years past, about how nineteen ninety seven was like a transitional year. But here it is now. Yeah, and it's and here it is now at the very end of it. Like ni- ninety seven, it's the year issue one hundred happened, so it was mm. a transitional year for the comic. Now, obviously, I stopped reading, uh, buying mm-hmm. a little while ago. So, but uh, th- this year, man. It's been a progressive year of losing bits off the comic. Seeing the charts stop updating. Having the Saturn come out. Losing the charts. Realising that there are no Mega Drive games left. That's it. All the Mega Drive games have been released now. It's Christmas, the last one. What was it? A FIFA? That's out now. Mega Drive, done. I have a PlayStation now. And yet there's still more Sonic the Comic, the podcast to do. Plenty more. Loads more. It's weird.
0: Years more, right? Yeah, at least two. Amy. <laughs> peace of the action.
1: That's P-E-A-C-E, <laughs> like a bird's peace.
0: peace, Like peace and goodwill to all men. Written by Lou Stringer, art by Bob Corona. Bob Corona. Colours by Andy Pritchett, and letters by Tom Frame. Thanks to an interplanetary gateway built by Techno, short Fuse the Cybernik is able to return home from the planet Camdan for Christmas, bringing with him Camdan native Amber, who's interested to experience the holidays on Mobius. Festivities are interrupted before they can start by a Badnik attack, but Amber uses her psychic abilities to pacify the robots and send them back to Flicky's Island to annoy Robotnik with some merry carol singing. It's a Looneyverse Christmas. Yeah. Picking up Short Fuse's story where it
1: left off a little while ago. Pop him I mean, I wonder if he's going to stay. The way they talk about him uh, coming home for Christmas mm. implies he's going back. But then I suppose the way we left it was that the Calm Down thought they might be able to find a way to free him from his armor. So yeah. if that's the... Uh, that's the end goal. I could see why he would go back. But we'll see. I mean, they don't go back at the end of the story, so mm. see if they'll be
0: around for a while. So, yeah, there isn't much to say about this because it's just a nice little coda, really, on the Christmas <laughs> issue. Here's, here's, more, here's what everyone else was doing at Christmas, essentially. And, yeah, um, some badniks come in become pacified
1: yeah but short fuse boffs a badnik but then gets shot by one because Amy's like watch out they're they're new and dangerous badniks you know they're, they're the more advanced flickies island badniks mm. amber's like i can end this and short fuse just stills up and stay back it's all in
0: hand well, maybe not yes that's right they spend the majority of the strip trying to protect amber even though she's the most oped one of them all
1: <laughs> uh then a badnik grabs a passing pig Surrender or I crush the citizen, but I haven't bought all my presents yet. And then, yeah, Amber just goes, it's Christmas. Mellow out. (laughs) She's right. We want peace, not punch-ups. I'm suddenly filled with a yearning to be kind and generous. Let's spread joy and happiness throughout the land. And off they fly. And the, the,
0: we're not going to be able to talk for very long about this one, are we? No, it, this is all... There's, 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 what, there's, happens.
1: It, what happens happens, and that's about it. There aren't even any really good jokes in it. It's absolutely fine.
0: Oh, yeah, it's grand. It's yeah. fine, it's great Again, um, if it
1: if it cropped up in any other issue I
0: might not be so forgiving, but it's Christmas Drawn nicely, I like that it opens With uh, Amy in a, a really big Wintry coat coming down so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, look how big and long the coat is All the way down to her ankles
0: Yeah, the artwork is just really good all the way through Yep,
1: too bad you couldn't use your talents To change Robotnik, Amber Says Techno, and Amber says I feel
0: there is no love in his heart
1: That's
0: a bit tragic, isn't it? Yeah but I also love it in the way that even literally soulless robots can be turned good by this power, but not Robotnik. There's no. nothing in there, despite Father Christmas's efforts last year.
1: No love in him. But that's because you can't. If you, if there could be love in Robotnik, then what would Kinta be, you know?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Besides, my influence will fade away when I return to my world <laughs> And then, yeah, we just have the final joke of the Badniks singing Silent night to Robotnik back on Flicky's Island holding a little lantern and yes. everything Silent night and Robotnik rages out to the audience <laughs> It would be if I had my way
0: <laughs> oh, I love that he's resigned to standing there and listening to them he's like, oh, come on Oh, it's annoying
1: and you know my big takeaway from all this is I'm sitting here thinking about how has Dan Radcliffe had to figure out how to organise these stories in his trade paperback collections because if Robotnik is still free and active on Flicky's Island then that means all of Christmas has to happen before Best of Enemies.
0: Oh, does it? Oh, because yeah, they take him away, today.
1: Yeah, the end of it, yeah. Mm. And that probably means the New Year stuff will have to as well.
0: Unless he's going to come back in in another story's time, and then it could be that. Doubt it. Next issue, New Year, New
1: Adventures. So perhaps we're getting a New Year Sonic and a New Year Amy next issue as well. Now, I do wish we had more to talk about about this one as the last strip in the issue, but um, no, it's what happens, happens. It's a fine little story. It's got some Christmas
0: cuteness in it, but no big rib tickling laughs but what it does do that we've already said is it contributes nicely to the feel of this being a christmas special and if you think of this as a christmas special in the summer special way rather than just because it is also just a normal issue but think of it as christmas special then that makes this what the best holiday based special i think we've ever had because there's no Uh, i would agree with that there's nothing in this that's bad quality no this is all good stuff Mm -hmm. all good little christmas stories
1: yeah, uh, as I say, uh, there's not been a previous issue where every strip was a Christmas-based one because yep. obviously prior to last year there was always at least one, if not two, Sega Superstar strips, mm. so they could never be Christmas ones. So yeah, it's just a, it's just, it's just a lovely little Christmas issue. It's sweet, and it's nice to be able to read an issue of STC that is nothing but fun, festive froth, and be okay with that, as compared to whenever something very similar happened not so long ago and it was the worst thing we'd ever experienced. (laughs) And it is amazing how much the context of Christmas changes your tolerance for that. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) First letter is from Gareth Barsby from Telford in Shropshire, who asks, Dear Megadroid, do you live on Mobius or Earth? And uh, Megadroid... mm. It, it's too long ago to flag up that <laughs> yeah. exchange you no, had quite the, a little bit aren't you gareth yes. but, but yeah yes. <laughs> and megadroid very helpfully replies actually i live on microchips and castor oil
0: hey. <laughs> doctored evidence dear megadroid how come sonic turned on the regent street christmas lights in london didn't we establish that that didn't happen in the end there's something? no no
1: no all no. we established was we couldn't find any record of who turned the <laughs> lights on in regent street at any time on the internet. <laughs> not that this was disproved in any way. I have no reason to believe it was disproved. Okay. No reason to believe it didn't happen. I don't know why I feel as if we did disprove it, but I guess not. Just um, a big doubter. You just, you just refuse to believe... Well, that's obviously, it. you've got the same problem
0: as Dean here. Oh, okay. So, uh, how come Sonic turned on the Regent Street Christmas lights in London when he's supposed to be protecting Mobius millions of light years away? Or was Sonic really dr robotnik in disguise trying to take over us earthlings as well and that's from dean parsons of Knoll park bristol enamel badge prize winner an interesting conclusion to rush to <laughs> that sonic
1: must have must, been dr yeah. robotnik who also lives on mobius thousands of light like years away yeah and not and that it was a bloke in a suit
0: and megadroid replies i see what you mean dean you've certainly shed new light on like the situation. a christmas
1: light like a christmas light not very helpful at all, this issue, is he, Megatroyd? <laughs> <sighs> oh, 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 but it's still not the worst thing on the page by far, because I've just remembered what the third and final letter this issue <laughs> is. This one comes in from Kyle Muir in Ayr, Scotland, who writes in a letter STC have titled, Ode to a Fox. In an attempt to persuade STC to please print a Miles Prower pin-up soon, writes Kyle, here is a poem. Tales, tales... Don't go off the rails (laughs) if you see a vampire looking pale. Tails, tails, don't be afraid it'll bite your neck. Just
0: buy loads of garlic. bye What does that sound like? Is it Rick Mail? What are you, theatre?
1: Whenever I'm near to the theatre, I... (laughs) Shut up!
0: Tails, tails, don't go off the... Veil's tail. There's something so familiar. Whenever I meet a friend in the theatre, I <laughs> shut up. <laughs>
1: Megadroid replies, "Kyle, Kyle, here's your poster. As your ditty is the most er <laughs> grown." Megadroid did better. <laughs> he he yeah. he had a he had some f- meter, doesn't he? There's a rhythm to that. Yeah. And I I always enjoy in the crap British mm. kids comic way yeah. whenever anybody like makes a rhyme in a poem yeah. by rhyming the first syllable and then tagging an extra one on <laughs> at the end of a sentence. It's yeah. It's like wordsmith poetry from Wonderboy, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that.
1: Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Maybe, you know, we fought some dinosaurs who had fearsome claws, though some didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. It's like that in his poems. <laughs> Oh, anyway, the pictures are almost as weird as that, to be fair, as well.
0: <laughs> um, at least they seem undoctedly Christmassy, yeah? Mm. The first one is from an Alexander Barrington. Alexander Barrington. From Edinburgh, Scotland, an Amble Badge Prize winner, who has uh, done Sonic Tales and Knuckles Christmas Caroling. Um, yeah, except, uh, the well, Sonic
1: Christmas Carol, it's been uh, titled. He, yes, and
0: he doesn't mean a Christmas carol.
1: No, actually, it's the three of them out singing carols. they
0: singing carols. They're dressed as Santa. They've got Santa coats Well, they're wearing Santa
1: coats. Yes. And Sonic and Knuckles are wearing sunglasses, which I can't imagine is helping them get around in in the dead of Christmas night.
0: No, indeed. And we know
1: it's night because there's Santa flying by the moon up in the top left.
0: Exactly, yes. He hasn't coloured the sky in black, but that's just because there's only so much pen in the world. Well, carol singers don't go out at day, do they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I do love the little touch on top of the Christmas tree, however. Oh shit, I never noticed that. I yeah. know, I only just noticed it right now. Yeah. It's a little supersonic super Christmas, Christmas, Christmas topper glowing yellow there like you might have like a big star on top of a tree. Yes. That's nice. They're great. all shivering as well as they stand oh, out yeah. and saying, yeah. Are they shivering or are they Tails isn't. Only Sonic and Knuckles are. So I mean are well, they Tails
0: is covered in lovely fluffy fur, isn't he?
1: This is it but i wonder are they shivering or are they just like delivering such mm. emotional performances yeah. that they're quaking with emotion or are their bodies vibrating with the force of their notes
0: yeah or are they fully full on rock and rolling and that's why they've got the sunglasses on i mean if if it wasn't for the fact that i believe the sonic christmas carol has been written in the same pen by alexander i would go like maybe they're not singing christmas carols maybe santa just dropped them off and they're <laughs> they're cold and they're aghast at his rudeness <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of rudeness, Sonic has uh, taken his trousers off and shown us his pants in this uh, <laughs> other drawing from Andrew Metcalf from Chester Le Street
0: in County Durham. Not Chester the Town, Chester, Chester the, the street. street. Yes, it's Sonic washing his. Uh, well, he's just getting his trousers out of what must be the tumble dryer. because.
1: Well, is he getting them out? Or, or is,
0: is he, he putting, putting them in? I suppose he's on it. Oh, no! Oh, no! Yeah. They're dripping with water. Oh, no! Chester Lafitte! Ah! Oh, and he's coloured. <laughs> he's colored them all like the skin color that Sonic's got on his tummy and his muzzle that makes it worse for some reason deeply
1: powerfully worse (laughs) but he's got um boxers on underneath where his trousers were and they've got holly yeah. on them he's dressed as santa dressed Sorry, as i probably santa. should have said that i didn't even yeah. mention that yeah it's sonic dressed as santa big rosy cheeks and everything and he's just taking his santa trousers off yes. and he's either putting them into the wash or taking them out of the wash yes one or the they're, other they're, they're they're sopping wet
0: and this is how he is oh well so he must be taking them out of the wash to put in the dryer or are
1: they wet so he's putting them in Has he pissed
0: himself so he's got to wash his trousers. maybe it's
1: december <laughs> 25th so his work should be over so presumably he's taken the clothes off to wash them. Now that he's back, you know, after a long busy night delivering presents.
0: Oh, I see. So in the ah, uh, so in the fiction of this, he's not just dressed as Santa because it's Christmas. He's Santa. He's done. He's gone round Santering. Yeah. And now he's back, and his I don't know why his trousers would be wet because I guess it's snowing or raining. Snowing or whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, Sonic doesn't. Sonic doesn't fly, Dave.
1: Sonic runs around to uh-huh. deliver a present. So obviously he's going to kick up a load of slow and, snush right. and you know, Slow and snush? Slow and... Oh, wow. Snow and slush. And you know what it's like whenever you go out and you just, you just yeah. walk around a bit in the oh, slush? For God's sake, the bottoms of your
0: trousers are ringing by the time yeah. you're done with it. Straight off when you get in. Do you know what? What was I even asking about? This is what I do. If I've been out yeah. on a day like this, straight in, trousers off done um, very nice touch that he's got holly boxes
1: matching his holly wallpaper yeah same colour
0: of yellow and everything yeah. although no berries uh, he keeps his berries in his pants <laughs> it's your letters
1: it's your letters it's your letters
0: it's your, letters. It's your letters. Yes, this is our mailbag. You can write to it if you want to be in it, stctpodcast at gmail.com and these ones actually fluttered in straight down the chimney magically because they were delivered directly to us via the Christmas mail. We've got one here from Mark who says, Hey Chris and Dave, I hope the timing of this has worked out perfectly but... You may remember you read out my email back in episode 103, I think it was, about me getting the STC tree topper on the top of the family Christmas tree. Yes, 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 yes. Much to the chagrin of my older sister. I remember it well.
1: December, 1993. It's roughly two (laughs) weeks before Christmas when our tree goes up. Being only six by this point, and my sister a fool seven years older than me at 13, it had very much become her and my mum's tradition that they decorated the tree together. I would help my dad with the ceiling decks the next day. Whilst switching between Saturday afternoon TV and watching the tree being decorated, I had a sudden realisation and a rush of excitement. I ran out of the room, rummaged for issue 14 with the deco still attached to the cover, and returned, brandishing it up to my mum's face and asking if we could place Sonic on top of the tree. I must have been naively expecting it to not be a problem because I remember my enthusiasm being crushed by my sister's half-outraged, half-mocking reaction. She also had her own decoration for the top of the tree, something she chose when she was little, and my parents had kept this tradition for her. And then here comes her little brother with his clumsy piece of cardboard tat. <laughs> my mum reasoned to my sister about how they'd allowed her to choose the tree topper when she was full of the magic exactly. of Christmas at my age exactly. and said it would only be fair if I got to do the same. So. It's In that very moment, my mum created a new Christmas tradition where my sister and I would get alternate Christmases to choose the tree-topping decoration. And as I was still young and still full of the innocence and wonderment of Christmas, (laughs) this year became my pick. As an adult, I fully understand how that soured my sister's Christmas spirit in that moment. This wasn't decided in advance. My sister had no say in the compromise and it happened at the 11th hour right as the tree was going up with no forewarning that her almost decade-long tradition was about to be broken and replaced by, to use my sister's own words, the tackiest Christmas decoration she'd ever (laughs) seen. But now as a parent to a four and a two-year-old, I truly appreciate now more than ever how my parents absolutely made my Christmas in that moment. And I only hope... I can make Christmas for my own children just as special. Sadly, I don't have many photos taken during my childhood, but of the few I do have, I think I may have one somewhere from one of those later Christmases where you can just see the STC deco on our tree in the background. So I'll send it in as proof if I ever find it. Yes, please. And I hope you do, because I want to see
0: it. <laughs> yep. Future. I mentioned that out of the few photos I have from my childhood, I thought I might have one, showing Sonic having made it onto the treetop from one of the later Christmases when it was my turn to choose the treetopper again. Now, unfortunately, I haven't been able to find that photo. Boo. I've ended up doing one better because last week I found this. Behold, Sonic on top of the tree 30 full years ago, the very year it was fresh off the front cover of STC issue 14 on Christmas morning... 1993, the very one mentioned in the original email. Look at him up there! Amazing. And this is such a gorgeous 1993 living room, isn't Oh it? my God! Look we all had that sweet. This, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure my grandparents had that. I very can feel sofa. that yeah, sofa, that plush sort of. What? How would you describe the texture of it? We know it. it's the one that's got all buttons all over it, and you can feel the fuzz of it. Yeah, I can oh, remember right. so Lovely.
1: well. Resting my chin on the armrest <laughs> yes. of the chair that sat by the television. Yes. And how horrible and itchy it
0: wound up being. Yes. And uh, in the photo, you've got Mark there cradled in the arms of either mum or sister well
1: if it's the sister presumably she's just getting ready to wrap the hands around <laughs> the Bring throat <laughs> as he's just
0: ruined christmas for her and he is decked out in sonic stuff sonic head regala, toe, I or think. top to bottom yeah. yeah it looks like he's got jumper on there yeah sonic trousers. yeah sonic socks and sonic slippers, slippers. looks like oh those have been new for christmas right the sonic slippers must have been gotta be a lovely uh layout of presents there that have been put on the sofa and uh, sensibly using big, wide, flat presents as the base, so it's like the whole seating area of the sofa is these two big presents.
1: Lovely stuff. This is one where Mum has very much been right. Pose for your photo yeah. before you
0: get in your presents. Yep, yeah. and the sun is well and truly up, so they must have been annoyed waiting. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you used to get up at on Christmas? Well,
1: we've never actually talked about that, have, have we not?
0: I? I don't remember ever discussing it. There was a rule, oh, which aye. was that if we like, because they knew we would get up at. God knows what hour of the morning mm. we were allowed to hang out in my room together, but we had to be quiet. Mum and dad were not to be approached until seven. Oh, okay. That was the rule. And in fact, late in later years, we actually got this kind of like a walkie-talkie system set up. We had me and my brother had these toy phones, and we had and they were wired together. It had to go under the carpet on the landing, but we had a full-on, you know, like old-fashioned-looking phone in each of our rooms. Done in that see-through way that tech was for kids at the time. You could quietly make it flash on and off, pick up and go like, you can come to my room now, and, and Andy would come across. I'm awake no. Yeah. Because before that, it would be that I would tiptoe over there and just wiggle this door handle and then tiptoe back. But <laughs> but the thing is, by this time... And what time of the morning is that at? Like? Well, any time, five, six, whatever, whatever time I woke up. Because yeah. it's whenever you can't wait any longer.
1: I don't remember having anything quite so regimented rule wise i but i can remember one year that yeah we were all awake before six Mm. and it was like when will it be okay
0: when will it be okay to go
1: down when when when
0: now you've got a big gang of you right so you're four of us yeah yeah. so you're fine you can no i can't remember if all four of us would have been around yet in the
1: year i'm remembering there would have been at least
0: three of us the the agonizing time was that period when i'm old enough to not be able to sleep and also oh my
1: god it's the worst not being able to but it's also the best but it's also the worst
0: but andy's kind of too young that we haven't figured out that we can hang out together because we would be too noisy or it would be too dangerous or whatever and then there's the sweet spot when yes we can hang out in my room because it's a bit bigger than his room for an hour two hours like as long as as long as and then uh, finally go over and knock on mum and dad's room wake them up. and of course they've been Very awake quick, they we've yeah. been waking them up for hours but they're doing their of best course. <laughs> and we're doing our they're
1: trying god love them yeah. there would always be a case of the where where mommy would have to go downstairs first ah. and, and i still don't truly know to this day if that was to set to up to actually put the presents out or not it must have been because i think i've talked about it on before but we didn't do the santa presents under mm, the tree yeah. bit like it was presents from the family went under the tree and yep. then presents from Santa uh, went into, uh, like, sacks. Big big bags, you know, as if Santa was leaving sacks for us.
0: It was stockings in our house that Santa did. Mm. Those
1: were him. We never did the stocking thing. No?
0: No, No. no not even a little, no.
1: It was just uh, all in, in one bag together, you know. The big Santa yeah. present, then there'd be a selection box and some pants and some socks or something in yeah. there too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little thing, maybe a book or something, you know. Yeah.
0: Which can't fit in a stocking anyway.
1: God, I'd love a selection box right now.
0: are out there. You could have one. I
1: think I have some aero bubbles downstairs. That'll do for the evening.
0: Well, there's more to this email. Let's finish it off. Um, yes,
1: sorry. Got, got sidetracked there.
0: <laughs> uh, I, oh. On this show. <laughs> I didn't need to speculate because the next thing it says is identities have been masked. This is why I couldn't tell if it was mum or sister. He's blurred out the mm. face. Identities have been masked to protect the innocent, but I can assure you my sister is smiling in this photo, despite <laughs> Sonic taking the place of her own ornament. And yes, I'm wearing a Sonic hoodie and tracky bottoms, Sonic socks. I've got Sonic on top of the tree. I've got a, a Tomy Sonic pinball game, possibly in the present right next to my head Ooh. on the settee, as we called it back then. We did. Or... Oh, yes, the settee, yeah. yes. I am the lord of the dance. City. city, yeah. Or, about to be brought... Are you, though, Rich? Are you? <laughs> Or about to be brought downstairs with the rest of the prezzies from the back of my parents' wardrobe by my mum whilst my dad got us to pose for this photo. Oh, Mark, there's more presents coming. You lucky devil. It was a great Ooh, Sonicy yes. Christmas. The only thing letting my... Sounds like... Yeah, the only thing letting the side down... Oh, we were wrong, Chris. Are my Mario Kart slippers. Outrageous! But in my defence, I asked for Sonic ones and Mario was all mum could find. Bless her, she uh. didn't know. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I mentioned in my last email that having Sonic on top of the tree made my Christmas that year and how I always want to carry that spirit forward for my own kids. Well, (laughs) since since my original email, my four-year-old son has started getting into Sonic all on his own. Honest, I didn't influence him, guys. Yes! Although I've definitely helped. Nurture It's nurtured and encouraged once but you you didn't instigate. He may not get Sonic on top of the tree. What? What why not? Put it up there. Yeah, get it up there. Yeah, wait, out. Yes, what are you on about? Yes you he does. Yes he does. Be like your sister? We you do yeah. <laughs> That's just continuing the cycle of abuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that, um, <laughs> but he's got a couple of Sonic goodies lined up for under it, including the Egg Robo play set where you can launch a curled up old oh. school Sonic at the big robot mech from the end of the Sonic 2 game and movie. Oh yeah, got that, yep, yeah, yep, got yep. that last Christmas. That li- I've got my little curled up Sonic right there on the shelf, that's a good one. He hasn't been able to watch all of the second film. Who could, with the wedding shenanigans in the middle. (laughs) This is it, you know, that totally
1: derails it in the middle. I liked it, including that bit. I can't blame any child losing interest and
0: wandering off. But he loves the last third. Where'd Sonic go in the Sonic film? Well, oh, okay, but he loves the last third of it. Okay, so he's winding through it. That's fine. That's fine. That's only like winding until you get to the chocolate factory. That's fine. Um, fast forwarding until you see Sonic again exactly and he finds it absolutely hilarious recreating the final battle as he runs around like Sonic whilst I plod and slowly chase him as the robotnik mech up and down the hallway brilliant love it excellent fantastic I never ever imagined Sonic was going to come back around like this guys let alone in time to play with my own kids and the way things were going for the franchise but hey it's great he's got Sonic bed sheets he's got a set of cuddly toys t-shirts shoes oh he's going mad for it then it might nearly be time to start him off with his own Sonic comics. Do you know what? It might be time to get him some Sonic slippers, make up the lost time.
1: <laughs> might be time to get him into Sonic the comic, the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets a bit rude in places no, for a four-year-old. No, perhaps not.
1: You need to do like a Sonic the comic, the podcast, junior, where uh, yes. if we had any kids of our
0: yes. own, we'd get
1: them to review the issues. Oh! Only we don't. Let's get to work on yeah.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is still amazing, guys, and thank you so much for the nostalgia trip back. It's been a great way to remember exactly how it felt being a Sonic fan back in the 90s, and it makes bridging the gap to my own boys so much easier. Now I can almost perfectly recall all the excitement I went through about things back then. Not just Sonic. Loving the Patreon content too. All the best. Mark from Maidstone, Kent. Not Canterbury as I wrote last time. I was so stuck in the 90s that I wrote where I used to live by mistake. (laughs) Oh man, it just came in authentic. Now that we've got this look into Canterbury with the lovely little... I think the main thing we didn't mention from the photograph is how soft and nice that carpet looks couldn't you just rub your hands <laughs> on that thing oh i could clamber about on that go for a crawl right now on that all right thanks mark it was lovely to have not only a look into your life there but into christmas past perfect for this particular yes, thank episode. you very
1: much mark merry christmas
0: to you and to your son And so if you would like your letter to be read out in the new Speedlines, the Internet Podcast Speedlines, then write in, as I said before, to stctpodcast at gmail.com. Letters, memories, photographs of your carpet, all welcome. And that is going to do it for this issue, but it is still not quite the
1: last issue of 1997. Even though, <laughs> even though the whole thrust of this is that it is. Uh, this is it, you know, <laughs> next issue, new year, new look STC. And we see again the Sonic from Sonic R smashing through the black of the next issue page and running toward us with lightning crackling around him. Mm. Mega thrilling new stories. Sonic Riot
0: Resolution. Tails and Knuckles, new year Ooh. twist. What? Tails and Knuckles. Oh, to. Tails and Knuckles. Tails and Knuckles. Tails and, and Knuckles. New Year Twister.
1: Amy and Techno, Breakout, Part 1. And Decap Attack, Chuck the Banker. Hmm, interesting. Yes. Plus, there's a Sonic R pinup. Ooh, mm. ooh, if that's it yeah. there, that's a nice pinup. That's the Sonic R cover. Ooh, that's the Sonic R cover. Yeah. That's a real nice pinup. And more. STC 120 on sale, Wednesday, the 31st of December. 1997 still priced pound twenty-five. how much longer can it last in the new year so we'll not be too maudlin about the end of 1997 here yet. just yet we'll <laughs> save that for the next issue which will be both technically the final issue of 1997 depending on when the episode comes out it might be the final episode of 1997 or the first episode of 1998 <laughs> we will see uh, but that's when we'll let the spirit of time haunt us from beyond the the, the veil of <laughs> reality. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Max Decap will come along and remind <laughs> us that we're all going to hell. <laughs> for doing a sonic podcast on the internet so join us there listeners like all sonic fans <laughs> we're going to hell we're
0: going to hell and <laughs> you can come along with us in a hand at stctp.zone where you can find our podcast and every issue and now the scans thanks to spanky yes uh, if you want to
1: follow us on social media, you can follow the podcast at Sonic Podcast. And we're both on there individually as well. I'm at Chris McFeely. And I'm at
0: Demon Tomato Dave. And we're all on Blue Sky and Mastodon Master on and all, and all and the all socials. That
1: under those names as well. Plus YouTube too.
0: If you liked that and you enjoyed that and you think that we should continue doing it all the way to the bitter end... And if the coals of your heart were warmed by the story of Foxy and Dave. (laughs) Mine were. After the shock died down. Yeah. Well then, why not? Biggest shock yet on this podcast. (laughs) Betrayed. Gotta be. Deceived. Oh, except maybe when, uh, oh, when the the guy from the TV uh, introduced episode 100. That's gotta be the biggest shock. That
1: was a big shock, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good one. That was brilliant. (laughs) I think it might be number two behind that (laughs) shocker.
0: Well, if you like all that, then why not put some presents in our stocking? You can go over to support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash STCTP. But the thing is, it's not just a one-way street. We reciprocate. You don't just give us a present. We give you lots of presents. There's loads of videos in there of loads and loads of stuff that you've not seen or heard. We and, and it's both video and audio, so if you're an audio person you don't like our faces, then you can enjoy it that way as well. We've been through the Martin Adams Sonic books, looking into them, reading through them, chatting about them. And we've flipping you know Sonic in the Fourth Dimension, like the best Sonic book anyone ever released. Literally. Yeah. The author of that, Martin Adams himself, real name James Wallace we got an interview with him that's really rare i've not seen that anywhere else and uh you can watch as well as listen to that at our patreon and then as well as that the precocious little silly little teenage dave who's on the internet now uh uh, wooing women with his silly i can't even deny it anymore
1: no it happened i can't even make jokes about it it happened (laughs) christ my whole
0: comedy arsenal (laughs) ruined oh yeah wait a minute This kind of undermines the whole idea that it's like a a saddo thing to be doing. No, no, (laughs) no. Well, if you want to be wooed by my, by the, (laughs) (laughs) by Teenage Dave, then you can hear his fanfic because I've read the whole thing out to Chris. I mean, it's still ongoing, but I've read it all out to Chris. And let me tell you,
1: I have been in no way wooed by
0: it. It has not worked on him. Uh, And you can go and watch that process in real time. You can see his face fall further and further every episode. And it's all on the Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com forward slash FTCTP. If anything, I feel like it's killed my sax drive. (laughs) Any amount will get you all that. So be generous. It's Christmas. Patreon.com forward slash S-T-C-T-P. Our theme song was
1: Synchronize by Sonic the Comic the Band. That's who they are. You know who we are. And hey, you, whatever you're doing this holiday season, however you celebrate, we do hope you all have a happy holidays. And thanks to you all. As always, we don't say it enough, but we really should Thanks to you all for once again sticking with us through this nonsense (laughs) for what is now the fourth full calendar year. Four and a half years we've been at this now. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for talking and joining in on the Discord and on the socials. And thank you for writing in. Just thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will see you next time. time.
0: The entry for Wednesday, the 24th of December, 1997. Twas the night before Christmas. You f***ing <laughs> <one. laughs> what? And up in his room, <laughs> Dave played on his Game Boy. He'd get this boss soon. His stocking was dumped on the landing, thrown swift. He was too old for stockings, but never for gifts. His brother lay staring at space in his bed. No danger of sleeping. The night he would dread. I don't, I don't like it when people do that to try and make things rhyme, so I'm, so I'm embarrassed by this, Chris. Don't, don't, don't worry, it's a two-way street. I don't know,
1: that, that, didn't, that was inoffensive
0: to me. Well, we have different, <laughs> different opinions about what's offensive. Like. Clearly. <laughs> and mum clearing spaces and dad out with friends. He wants to avoid Christmas, glad when it ends. <laughs> when, out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter, Dave thought the new bin man's as mad as a hatter. <laughs> mm. But no, through the window... All that Dave saw was the drive and the garden and street. Nothing more. So Dave drew in his pad, cartoon hedgehogs and bears. A forced rhyme there, ever I heard. Yeah,
1: it. you're building up to something here. Yeah. You're
0: building. Then he heard a strange sound made by something downstairs. So Dave ran down the staircase, but only to find a strange little man who was one of a kind. He was dressed very oddly from pink shades to flares. Dave knew in an instant this man's wrong upstairs. A flowery t shirt hung loose on his back and his nibbled on fingernails all painted black. His cheeks were hidden neath facial hair. His eyes small like cherries. His nose wasn't there. He looked short and skinny despite platform shoes. And his beard and his goatee were white, tinted blue. Here's an illustration of him. Okay, all right. Okay, I don't know where we're going with this. Dave looked at him closely, unsure what to do. Then he gave a sharp cough and he asked, Who are you? I'm Santa, he said then returned to his work. But Dave spoke again, saying, Listen, you jerk. You say you're some guy disbelieved by the nation. Break into my house. I demand explanation. You don't look like Santa. Explain to me why. Name a man who has seen me, was Santa's reply. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of pictures of that going on. This is all densely illustrated every few lines. Mm, Indeed. And uh, by the way, the old trick. Dave's standing on an Acme box, because I drew him too short, starting at the head. (laughs) (laughs) So where are your reindeer? Oh, they don't exist. So how do you travel? Is there something I've missed? Look over there. Dave didn't look long, but when he turned back, St. Nickers was gone. But Dave heard him call as he vanished out of sight. Have a wonderful Christmas. And Dave said, we might. Grinning over a big heap of presents. Yeah, I think that's... That's not that bad, actually. No, I think that's good (laughs) post-credits content.